before we go anywhere okay. in today's recording, I'm sure you know there's a very important question I have to ask. All right. Did you see Infinity War yet? No. Okay. Well, our five-hour podcast today just got shrunk down to 46 minutes. <laughs> so, sorry, audience. <laughs> My bad. No, it's not the you know. You got to see it when you see it. Mm-hmm. I, I, how are you holding up in the no spoilers area? It's rough. Um, there's this picture going around on Facebook, and it it says something about like false spoilers, but then apparently one of them has some is a true spoiler, but mm-hmm. they're not. Um, they're they're not actually like shots from the movie. There's something else representing something that happens. Yeah. So like it's a picture from a different movie or of something related to something that happens. So like that's that's still kind of shitty. Yeah. You know. It's still shitty. Um and I saw one that flat out it was like look at all these spoilers and three of the four frames were spoilers from cars. I was like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> and then I got to the fourth panel, and I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it might be a spoiler. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. this is not cool. It's amazing seeing uh, seeing how much shit this is bringing out of the woodwork with people in regards to spoilers, because I'm seeing heated debates and discussions and arguments online about, you know, when is it okay to post spoilers? You know, mm-hmm. How long? It's, it's been a week. Is it okay? Should we wait for a month? And I got to tell you, it's like this is a fucking topic in and of itself. But, I mean, I, it's, who's to say? Maybe the bigger the movie, the harder the harder it gets to draw that line. I mean, it's, it's one thing for you as a person that wants to see the movie to steer clear of potential spoilers. Mm-hmm. I get that. But... The the further along you go, that's that's asking a lot. That's 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 a very fucking rough road to travel because spoilers come in all shapes and sizes. They come in all types, mm-hmm. and it's fucking rough, man. I'm seeing people the same thing, man. I'm seeing spoilers directly with no fucking spoiler tags. I'm seeing pictures like you can tell their fucking webcam, like like <laughs> or hand cam pictures of direct fucking spoiler scenes. Mm. I'm seeing, uh, hey, this isn't really a spoiler, but actually when you read it, it actually is a spoiler. Yeah. Or, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's no fucking joke, man. It is, a, it is a war field out there in regards to spoilers. And it's it's almost like people are just fucking not caring, you know? Yeah, I've it's, mentioned... It, I mentioned before that my friends on Facebook are pretty good about not doing so. Mm-hmm. That's why when I saw the one that it was like, you know, check out these spoilers and it's car spoilers and the one potential real one, I'm like, maybe because, you know, I'm going to have faith in my friends and go, that's not really a spoiler. You know, they're just being yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we're going to have a long talk. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, I try... I try my best to do this whole fucking internet black thing and it's just it's not it I mean it's it's not the it's not a huge deal for me. I can jump off of social media for a while. That's that's not a problem. And I can 
avert my gaze away from shit that's obviously coming on the pipeline that looks like it's going to be a spoiler. But I was reading a, a debate today. I think it was on it was it was it was one of the comic book uh, type uh, Facebook channels I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Facebook pages I subscribe to. Sorry, and yeah, it's like hey, it's been after exactly seven days to the hour all the gloves are off and i'm like no man you can't that's that's not that easy people have lives outside of this oh and then it's you know well the movie's so popular it's had so many hundreds of thousands of dollars in opening week it's the largest opening week like obviously everybody's seen it i'm like that's still not that that's still not the thing i mean there are a lot of people that haven't seen it Mm-hmm. There are people that have schedules and jobs. There may be people that are away from home. There may be people that just cannot go see the movie yet. It could be the, that because the movie is so sold out that nobody can get a fucking seat. <coughs> yeah, Excuse I, me. I know a lot, the a couple theaters in my area are, I mean, they're pretty much all assigned seats or reserved seats, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, if you buy them ahead of time or you're lucky enough to get some good seats if you come to the box office right when it happens, because, you know, you know, you come basically whenever you want your seats guaranteed. Yeah. However, because it's it is that way, it seems like a lot of theaters that instead of having and I'm pulling a number out of my ass instead of having 500 seats in the theater, they have like 300. Right. So limited seating. People are working Monday through Friday, and then at night, all the all the, it's it's sold because people are seeing this movie ten thousand times. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just there's too many factors for even me to say, yeah, it's been a week. It's time the gloves are off. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the reasons I don't typically watch movies like right when they come out too, mm-hmm. because you know it's going to be packed, and yeah. dealing with those crowds, I mean, it's rarely worth it. I'm not saying that the movie isn't, you know worth watching but mm-hmm. if i wait two more days or something like that you know maybe a week the experience is gonna be so much better because i'm not in this crowd yeah there were two two non-movie related things that went on when when my wife and i saw this movie uh one we had uh, i was I was like, I was apparently the first person to buy seats for the time that we went. <laughs> so I had free pick. I had free pick, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But when we got there, we 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 had ass in seats like maybe fifteen minutes before the actual movie started. Again, because we have we already had our seats picked out. I mean, all, right. it's, all we had to do was show up, you know. And as time went on, I mean, of the and again, just random number of the hundred and fifty seats in the theater, there was like maybe 20 people there and i'm like man there ain't no way this movie we saw we saw it saturday afternoon like three o'clock on a saturday afternoon the movie mm-hmm. was midnight release thursday you know i was like there's no way this movie is this fucking dead already and as people continue to pour in there were people sitting around us but not necessarily on our aisle there was like seven seats to the left of me that were just wide open and i was like man there's no way and uh, eventually they showed up. Eventually the whole entire theater was, <laughs> was full of people. And I said, yeah, okay, duh. The people are just, you know, again, they have their seats too. Yeah. They, they want to get here right on time. The second thing was, it's just going to sound like I'm an asshole, but I guess it depends on the movie, depends on the mood I'm in. Probably about 10 minutes into the movie starting, a fucking baby was crying in the front oh, row. Geez. Now... I don't have a kid yet. 
I don't mm-hmm. have kids yet, so I will not open my mouth and, and speak on child having things. But I I don't know. I'm I'm so fucking middle ground with the kids in the movie theater thing. This was this was not obvious. I mean, this is a PG thirteen movie, so I mean, the, it's a fucking infant, damn near. So that mm-hmm. the 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 rating is not the is not the issue. It said it was a baby. But then again, I think to myself, man, what if I had a kid and I couldn't get a babysitter? I'm gonna see this fucking movie. I'm gonna see this fucking movie. So luckily, it was not it was not a huge deal. I think during the entirety of this movie, which I think ran like two and a half something hours. It only really cried like two or three times. Mm-hmm. It was loud one of the times, but I think the mother to, uh, walked out with 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 the kid. So I mean, yeah. see, okay. to me, that's the important part. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's there's the first part of it is you know whether or not you should even take the child to the theater. Mm-hmm. And sure, I understand it, but at the same time, I don't care how much I want to go see a movie. Why would I ruin the experience of everybody else in there? You know, potentially. Yourself, exactly. You know? If because I have to get up and walk out, I'm missing a movie. And I mean, if you're being a parent, I mean, you're going to, of course, your kid's going to come first. So right. you're not just going to have your kid there just wailing. They, they may be hungry. They may need a fucking change of diet. Who knows? There's a reason why they're crying. They could be just mm-hmm. crying because they want to cry. And the moment that they start crying, your focus is away from Thanos on the screen. I mean, you're, you're, you're tending to your child, so there's no telling what you're missing out. You're missing out on fucking Wolverine showing up because your kid was crying. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but my... Like I said, uh, go ahead, go ahead. If my thought, and this is coming from a parent, if you're going to take your child to a theater with you to see a movie like that, don't do it so soon. Wait until things have died down a little bit and the theater's not going to be as crowded. Yeah. Um, so you're impacting fewer people and instead of walking all the way out, maybe you go, you know, to a door or something, depending on what the needs are and why the child's, you know, making a rack in the first place. Yeah. Um, but there's a better chance of you actually being able to enjoy the movie. The It seems like the movie theater has, it almost should have the same warning that you get when you play video games online. It's like, just so you know, your online experience may be different than when you <laughs> In other words, for us, for us English-speaking fucking uh, gamers online, hey, there are assholes that you're going to be playing against online. They're going to cheat. They're going to do dumb shit. They're going to scream and holler in the microphone. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have some bad times. I think that happens in a the theater. It, luckily, I'm saying luckily, the theater that me and my wife mainly go to, we haven't really had too many issues. Uh, the the stuff that I hear the horror the horror stories and even the stuff they put on the main screen before the movie starts of you know people pulling their cell phone out. I don't know. I don't know if you can't tell folks, but your cell phone out in a dark theater, even with a seven thousand foot screen. Your screen comes on on your phone. It is distracting. Mm-hmm. It is a bright light. That did happen actually one time during this movie, and it was actually on for probably a good 20, 30 seconds, and everybody on the road just shifted to the left, like, fuck it, really? <laughs> and eventually they put their phone away. But that was the only time. Yeah. But I can't think of too many times where I've had that be an issue or somebody getting a phone call and, like, or... This is the big one that I'm waiting for. I haven't had a horrible incident of a person or multiple people talking a lot during the movie. 
It could be just the movies I've been going to, or it could be I'm just very fucking lucky. I don't know. But that would bug the piss out of me. I don't, I don't mean to sound like a fucking prude or an asshole, but if I'm paying money to go see a movie in the theater, I'm, I'm trying, I'm paying for a theater experience. And it's, you would think that it would be kind of a universally understood thing, but I get it. People are people. They're going to do whatever the fuck they, what they want to do. And it literally takes a manager or somebody coming up and going, hey, you're out of here. Uh, I... I've noticed a workaround that I've seen lately for the phone gig is people that'll take their phone, but they'll they'll put the brightness down, like, mm-hmm. all the way down. That's fine-ish. It kind of works. I It kind of depends on where they are in relation to you. But, I mean, if they're in a theater, they're in, they're in relation to somebody. They're in view of somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what I do if I need to check my phone for some reason, you know, I'm waiting on a call or I just want to make sure that it's not something, you know, an emergency. I always had the brightness down. It's always silenced. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it, I'll actually turn it face down so it's yeah. against me. And then I'll yeah. ease it up so I can barely see the screen, you know, to minimize what light does get off. of. I know you can't block it all and still actually see the screen, but. Yeah. You know. Same thing. If if there's some reason uh, I have to have something like that around, it's always down. And I try my best to conceal it. Luckily, I've never had like an emergency call or anything like that where I've had to leave the theater. Mm-hmm. But oh, man, from from spoilers to uh, just other patrons in the theater, this this movie could have been a, res- a recipe for disaster because this movie is it's it's super popular. It is it is hyper popular. How how many people want to see this film? people that are involved in the MCU. It's not just fucking comic bur- comic book nerds. It's not video mm-hmm. game nerds. It's not just nerds in general. It's not just the hardcore, you know, movie aficionados that already know all this shit and religiously follow it anyway. It's everybody and anybody can and will want to see this movie. And can we just take a moment to appreciate how awesome that is? Yes. Yes, we can. The when the the first big news article that I saw post me seeing this movie was I uh, welcome to the fucking Infinity War cast <laughs> I guess even though Chris has not seen it uh, there will be no spoilers for this movie at all even if yeah there's just absolutely fucking none and also hello everyone and welcome to the end of ca- end of time cast I'm Michael I'm Chris uh, the first big news article that I saw. Uh, it was it was actually very nice to get home from the movie with the spoilers are off gloves because then mm-hmm. I could go look at things and go read <laughs> things and watch. I could watch reviews, spoiler free or not spoiler free. Uh, I was not exactly finished with spoilers though. Period. I still kind of had to stave off social media because I ha- at that time I had not yet beaten God of War, mm-hmm. so I was still kind of in that. Okay, I'm. I'm just any if if I saw God of War anything I scrolled past clicked off whatever yeah but the first big like it was fucking everywhere news article that I saw was uh, actually on a Monday morning was that oh this fucking movie is shattering records yeah like they were listing off all the movies that the opening weekend it is setting records it is the most most and most popular and most revenue generated and most sales. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's awesome. 
that's fucking great. And it was like, yeah, you see how you see how it's just it's just totally knocked Star Wars out of the loop. I'm like, that's not even I don't even care about that. This is a comic book movie mm-hmm. that people are loving. That it is being watched and being watched again and is generating so much money and so much enthusiasm and excitement and popularity. That was the takeaway. I don't care what movie it bested. No, I don't care where it was. It was nice that it, it was. it's in the number one. But the fact that it is so sought after that general people like the fucking Game of Thrones level equivalent of, yeah, we know what that is, <laughs> are after this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. It had me thinking quite a bit about this whole Fox uh, Disney deal that's still going on. It's supposed to be finalized this year. And it's like, man, it, people just, if, if all that goes through, there's there's more to come. Because basically, the X, at a minimum, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four are now in the hands of the MCU. I know Chris and I talked about this a little bit last episode, but this is... It's only going to get better. You you have you have two camps with this. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's seven, but there's at least there's there's at the top there's two camps with this Fox uh, Disney shit. It's either one, this is fucking great because all of these Marvel properties can be rejuvenated, be brought back to life, and they will be in the hands of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has done ungodly great things for the Avengers so all these properties will be back in their hand that's great it's wonderful can't wait to see where they go or you have the other hand oh man it's in Disney you know it's it's, it's Disney is swallowing up all these properties and all these companies and oh it's you, you, you don't want them all under the same roof and I'm I don't know, have you seen the Fox X-Men movies I mean I, I think I'm pretty good with it being in the hands of Disney <laughs> I really do yeah I'm not in the complete camp of hate the X-Men movies. I mm-hmm. I will admit I like the first one and the second one well enough. The rest of them were, yeah, no, no. Uh, first Class was pretty good. The And the, uh, shit, I, uh, X-Men, The Land Before Time, that one was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, not sure uh, where you're going there. The, no, the... Uh, this the I I, for, I have forgotten the surname of that movie. Uh, like the Days of Days of Future, Future Past. Past. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Land Before Time. I like that. It amused uh, me. And the Apocalypse movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, not even that. That was that movie was the one where I said I will not watch any more of these. The Phoenix movie that's <laughs> supposed to be coming out? Nope. Uh, the the latest Fantastic Four movie? I I thought that that movie somehow was catching an underhanded blow from everybody. I was like, this movie, it cannot be that fucking bad. I I don't know why the newest fan, Fan4 Stick, caught so much hate, but I saw all these spoiler-free reviews before I finally saw the movie, and I was championing for it for no no real reason. I mean, I just didn't think it could, it, it couldn't have been as bad as people were making out to be. And then I watched it and went, okay, it's not the most horrible thing in the world, but it's definitely not good. This is not what this is not what the Fantastic Four should be. Mm. And that's basically how I feel, how I've always felt about the Fox uh, X-Men, about the Fox's X-Men, because it's just, it's okay. 
but it fucked a lot of things up and could be a lot better. Now that all of that can potentially be put into the hands of the MCU, man, come on. It's a recipe for greatness. That and the fact that this whole I don't I don't know how familiar you are with uh with the comic world, Chris. But not a whole lot. Yeah. The I, I gleam what I can from comic book channels and what word of mouth I get a hold of stuff that I read, but I don't, I don't read them enough to, ex, to, to be a, a fucking point of expert for them. But from what I understand and audience, please, I'd love to have some written out explanations of this. If you have any insider knowledge from what I understand is that the fucking feud between the Marvel cinematic universe, Marvel basically and Fox is so bad that Marvel has been systematically killing off the X-Men for years now. Like, the, X, the X-Men are fucking done. It's all about the Inhumans and all this other shit. Uh, to, the, to the degree of the Inhumans were made from something called a Terrigen bomb or something yes. like that, which not only creates the mutants, but it kills... It, it creates the new Inhumans, but it kills off... Or makes the makes the actual mutants sterile or something like that, and in essence, Marvel has basically said, "Okay, thanks to Fox basically killing the rights for the for the word mutant, and we can't have mutants. We're just gonna dump the X Men and we're gonna do this. We're gonna do the, We're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna make up a new thing." Yeah, that's the thing I was talking about last week when we were talking about you know potential things that could happen with you know a second Infinity War movie if the X-Men mm-hmm. came in and I was talking about, you know, well, where are they going to call them? Are they going to call them mutants? But, um, because yeah. the Inhumans are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to parrot what, uh, Sal from Comet Pop said. I listened, I was listening to him on the Ellsworth Exchange today that I, I also agree with him. I think it's a little bit too late. The fact that the next Avengers movie is going to be coming out next year, I think May of next year, actually, which is, that's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's too late in the game, especially since the Sony, uh, I'm sorry, the Fox uh, Marvel deal is not even finished yet. I think it's a little bit too late in the game. It's, it's actually kind of far too late for them to just show up in the next Avengers movie. However, I wouldn't put it past them to put some, either one or several, like, hints or Easter eggs in there to show that yeah the x-men are coming mm-hmm. there's i mean there there is an uh, x-men versus avengers comic i don't remember that being too good actually but <laughs> it, that is a way on the comic book side to have a bridge of the x-men being around and i'm sure with i i don't know what's gonna happen with the next movie uh with the next like uh infinity type movie but the fact that the infinity stones exist period there's several ways that the x-men could literally just pop the fuck up yeah you know it is kind of crazy if i'm i'm pretty sure there were x-men involved in the infinities uh infinity war infinity saga infinity whichever one it was the actual Mm -hmm. comic but there's none in this movie there hasn't been any in the entire mcu so far but and that's Professor Xavier, and you have ultra-popular people like Wolverine that are not even hinted at. 
and Thanos is supposed to be taking over. He's supposed to be doing shit. He's supposed to be doing corrupt shit to the entire universe, which also includes Earth. X-Men being called, and yeah, the Fantastic Four being called, that's a thing. That should be happening, but it's not. Well, that's that's kind of weird, and it's just the way the MCU are they're doing things right now because of all the legalities. Yeah. But post-Avengers 4... Again, just the fact that there are infinity gem, infinity stones that control all this shit. You do a fucking reality here. You do a time thing here. You, oh yeah, the X Men are here. Yeah, we've been a thing. We've we've been around. You guys don't know us. You know, I don't care how they do it. I just want them to do it. I want. I I, I don't want to see black leather X Men anymore, ever <laughs> again. If you pull up a picture right now of the Avengers ensemble just any one of the Avengers cast, and then mm-hmm. you pull up the X-Men cast, you can kind of see Magneto looks a little different. You can guess you can kind of see that Rogue has a fucking streak in her hair, but they all look the same. It's a bunch of leather-clad people. Mm-hmm. So many reasons why that was so shitty. So many reasons why it's, it's just... It's, I, as a consumer, roll my eyes when I know that this whole fucking Fox MCU shit is all, it's a big multi-million dollar debacle. It's all a big fucking legal jargon nonsense, but it it has effectively killed off the entirety of the X-Men in the comic book world. I I have never been on the, yeah, the X-Men, that's that's an old thing. They need to die. No, no. I, I get that their their art and their costumes and maybe even their mannerisms, they they're old speak they're old nineties. I, I get that, but the X Men are a fucking cornerstone. I mean, Superman was around in what the fucking thirties, twenties, thirties, some shit. So don't don't give me they the, their time is up bullshit. The X Men are iconic, and mm-hmm. if you don't think they're iconic, it's because you may live in a world now where the X Men are dead, and you don't know about them like you should. <laughs> so them being off of the comic book world, them being out of the video game world, like the, the fucking Marvels, uh, Marvels versus Capcom three came out. Yeah, there's no X Men in here. Are there going to be fucking DLC at least? Oh, maybe we don't know. Like, Jesus, that's, that fucking game was started with X-Men characters. In it. Yeah, it was. The games before those were started. The X-Men versus Street Fighter. Hello? So, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for good things all the way around with that deal. Don't, I don't know the specifics. I don't remember when it's supposed to be finished. I don't know the details of the deal. All I know is what I want, and I want them to. I want the X Men to come back into the world. Period. I want them to get. I want them to have the same popularity that they used to have, and I definitely want them represented in the in the cinematic universe. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very interesting to see how they do it. It's very interesting. I know it sounds fucking weird, and it may not. I, I'm so torn on how they're gonna do it, just for the costumes. I mean, again, I brought this up last episode, but. Do you want to see like Wolverine in his fucking yellow spandex with blue underwear on the outside and the and the spiky boots and the fucking that that large flapped dual flap mask on the front? Yes, I do. I I actually do because I saw what they gave me so far with the other X-Men and the best fucking Wolverine ever looks is when he don't have a costume at all. He just looks like Logan. You know, a fucking guy with a, in a wife beater or a t-shirt yeah. and fucking blue jeans. That's about as close as Logan as they're going to get. Because when he puts a 
costume on. It's, oh, guy in a leather suit, in a black leather suit with claws. I mean, that goes for him, for Cyclops, for Storm, for any of them. Uh, I'm not sure what redesign they, they would take, but I, I think they could do it. I look at the Avengers, and Iron Man looks like an Iron Man. He looks like somebody in an Iron Man suit. Thor, maybe he, I mean, he don't have the fucking helmet that he, that you always see him in in comics, but <laughs> looks like Thor. He has his costume. He has his hammer. Spider-Man looks like Spider-Man. Doctor Strange, my God, Doctor Strange looks like Doctor Strange. So if the MCU has taken their, yeah, we're going to try it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Then hopefully they'll take that as well to the X-Men. Just in general, hope the, and hope the X Men come. Period. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I it. Uh, I was looking for information on you know a timeline, but it doesn't look like there is one. Any real information? That's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an interview with someone, and they have. I mean, they're already working on so many movies. Oh yeah. It'll be interesting. And they're basically saying that in this quote. My interpretation of it is that they're not even considering anything, um, you know, currently owned by Fox until the deal is done. So anything that's currently in production, unless it's added in at the last minute, you know, before release, probably won't have anything to do with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to... uh, it's the big question is what if they do come back if they do bring the X Men when what phase are they going to introduce them into well we're already mm-hmm. into phase four or we're fixing to start phase four one of the two I'd have to look at it again to to get it but they can have they can start their own it could be phase six for all I care sure as long as long as they get the same that is a Marvel has made with the MCU they have made a fucking formula that works. Mm-hmm. All you have to do, literally, is fucking copy-paste everything you did in the movie release, in the movie tie-ins, in the movie in-jokes, in the movie all, all that, and just copy-paste that whole formula to the X-Men. Logan gets three movies. Fucking Cyclops get, gets two, three movies. Storm gets two or three movies. And so on. Fucking Professor Xavier gets three movies. Or just in general, maybe the X-Men as a whole get get like team movies here and there. Get introduction movies. I don't know. And then you have the big arcs that make up the, the X-Men movies. It can be done. And it's been proven that it will work. It's been proven that not only does through popularity but just given the way that the mcu has done it 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 generates revenue it it generates interest and popularity people love it as long as they treat it with the same degree shit yeah Hmm. of the infinity war is just another probably the largest so far but it's just another fucking staple in their resume it's just another yeah i trust them yeah i'll give it a shot what what weird movie are they going to come out with next? Okay, well, yeah, I'll try it. Sure, why not? How popular is it? Nobody knows. It's just fucking unheard of. That's okay because the MCU is doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've they've got that you know kind of free pass to do whatever they want at this point, and people will watch it. So they have will. I won't say that they they won't fail per se, um, even if a movie's bad. 
which I don't expect from them, you know, unless we're talking bad on a Marvel scale, uh, which is, you know, uh, from our last week's conversation. <laughs> yeah. The the level, the way you rate Marvel movies is different from the way you rate all the other movies because a bad Marvel movie may be a great movie otherwise. Right. Um, right. So they have a lot of wiggle room at this point. Mm-hmm. And they continue to impress. Yep. So just, I think like the next X-Men, <laughs> listen to me fucking wishing away, <laughs> the next Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to come out is going to be, actually is, uh, so Deadpool is, is still an MCU film. That comes out in a month. I think it comes out in May something. Oh, I'm sorry, this month. Um, and then the Ant-Man versus Wasp movie, which mm-hmm. hey, the first Ant-Man was pretty good. So I can look, I can now look at Ant-Man versus Wasp just like right now in this moment and go, okay, even if I'm vaguely interested in it, I don't, I don't think that that's not going to bomb. If anything, it'll have like some misses in it. Like that's, that's the amount of levity I give to these films. It's like, yeah, I mean, it may have some jokes that don't land. Or it may have some. It, it's never. It has yet to be. Oh man! Now again, this is from a guy that doesn't fucking pour himself into comics. It has yet to be something where oh man, they completely deviated from the fucking comics. Oh wow, mm-hmm. they're just they're way. Even when they deviate, they deviate to where it's inside their own universe. Yeah. You know, they uh, there was a there was a I think it was an Easter egg film I watched. Or something. I watched some movie where it was it was going back through the time. Oh no! Uh, I'm so sorry. I got to give them their, their due proper. Uh, the the D Pad is another YouTube channel I watch, and they released a video that was basically catching up everybody on the MCU timeline up to Infinity War, and systematically, I don't know if that this was their intention, but what they also did was they mentioned like every single tie-in to this movie so there was shit all the way back in captain america one where it's like yeah you thought it was just the fact that you know red skull had what appeared to be some sort of infinity something Mm -hmm. but here are these other seven different scenes in that movie that had all these different tie-ins to not only infinity war but other mcu films (laughs) this is just something that they're good at they just They have all these little fucking loops in, and while I'm sure you can have you can hold a comic book up and point to the screen and go, "All right, that doesn't match this." That's it's it sure, but in their own universe that they've made and created and have made interesting and not fucking lame and dumb. I'm looking at you, Phoenix Saga. They they keep it all together and interesting, and I love that. I don't have a Phoenix Saga moment in the Infinity War. I'm uh, in in any of the MCU so far it could be because i kind of grew up with the x-men cartoon and i kind of know a little bit about the phoenix saga shit and i do have friends that know a lot about them and are very passionate about how bad the x-men film did the phoenix shit now they're not interested in the phoenix movie coming up but i haven't had anything i've yet to walk out of a mcu film and go oh god well Downhill we go. <laughs> Couldn't last, and that's and that and that's that's saying that with seeing Iron Man two and three in theaters and Thor two, I didn't walk out of those movies going up, kicking rocks, going well. It was a good run. Mm-hmm. I just came out going, well, you know, I 
they could have been better. Yeah. And then they come out with something awesome that blows your that just blows your mind. So I just want to throw out that um I can't do any fact checking on anything MCU related until I see Infinity War. Right. Um I just I was googling Deadpool because I wanted to see where it fell in the timeline. Mm-hmm. And the first result was does Infinity War impact Deadpool 2? I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. You know, and I'm just this is on the search page. I haven't even clicked that link. And in the description, it says, uh, it, it basically says, in the end of Infinity War, and I was like, nope, closed. No more Deadpool <laughs> looking up, no research. I'm not looking at anything else related to MCU. Yep. Yep. I'll also say this uh, in regards to the X-Men coming back, or I'm sorry, yeah, well, yeah, coming properly into the mm-hmm. MCU, coming properly onto the big screen. Uh if Infinity War is any sign that, yes, you can have lots and lots of superheroes and lots of ancillary characters and lots of shit going on on the big screen at one time, I wholeheartedly trust that MCU can do that if they were to bring both the Avengers and the X-Men together. Like, whatever arc they choose to do or however they integrate these two together, if it's just a fucking introduction movie, like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're the Avengers. Hey, we discover the X-Men. Let's go find the X-Men. Oh, the Avengers and the X-Men fight. Oh, hey, hey, we're actually all good folks. Okay, cool. We're going to go off and have Avengers 7. You're going to go off and have X-Men 1. Infinity War proves that they can handle multiple, multiple people on the screen at one time. Multiple characters in the same movie. Yeah, with with everybody still getting cool moments, with everybody still getting their proper screen time, with everybody still getting just treatment. The only thing that they didn't do in this movie, which is good, I'm fucking glad that movies are 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 still trying to do this to this day. You don't get intro stories, mm-hmm. you, which understandable. You can't fucking have that. If you showed up to Infinity War and you didn't know these characters, you <laughs> you. You kind of got really quick, like maybe one to two sentence, like recalls mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, Cap, this happened because you did this, or yeah, Rocket, I remember this because back on this planet you said this, which is a reference to a movie. But that's mm-hmm. it. They didn't fucking spend six minutes with each character. Long ago, Groot was a tree, and they didn't do that shit. They didn't do that shit. So. Again, if they treat the X-Men the way that they're treating the MCU, there would have to be build-up movies. And then it's like, hey, if you're there for X-Men 1, you just I hope you know where these people come from. I hope you've seen the seven, eight movies before this one because we're not repeating this. Yeah. And I, I trust them to do that, and I'm fine with them doing that. And apparently, if you just look at the fucking sales of this movie... Other people are too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't see people coming away from this going. What was up with the rocket guy? And what was up with the big? What was up with Drax? Who even is he? And and Black Panther? What was up with that guy? I don't even know. It's. I don't see that shit. And if I did, a lot of people would be like, "Really?" I think that that general Game of Thrones audience would backlash upon them. Like, are you kidding me? You don't know. You don't know who the fuck Iron Man is. What are you even doing with this movie, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, going back to what you're saying about so many characters on screen at once, I think they've had so much practice with that. Um, if you just look at Civil War, yeah, that was so many characters, yeah, and they dealt with them all properly. 
mm-hmm. um, gave them what I consider appropriate screen time. Um, yeah. But even aside from that, going to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, they have, sure, you know, focusing around the S.H.I.E.L.D. team, but that's an ever-growing cast of characters. You know, people mm-hmm. come and go uh, for, you know, whatever reason, whether that's leaving, death, etc. Um, come back, uh, all the inhumans they deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have varying amounts of screen time, and none of it feels rushed, slow, as far as, you know, that goes. Sure, there are parts in the plot where things are going to move a little slower, but as far as characters go, it doesn't feel overly drawn out usually. It doesn't feel obligated either. Yeah. You know, the camera doesn't pan it in because, oh, I we know we've only shown Black Widow for 10 seconds, but we need to give her 35 <laughs> seconds like we do everybody else. It's when they jump in, like yeah. they jump in and they have cool shit that happens and they move on. That is such an ingenious and fucking duh formula that I can't believe other people have not figured out, that other movies have not done. Like, that's all you have to do. If there is a character that is a fucking fourth-tier character that is not part of the two to three that are getting the main screen time because they are the main characters drawing the arc, pop them on screen for like 20 or 30 seconds and have them do one to five cool fucking, oh, shit, yeah, moment things that are within their canon, within their ability, and you walk the fuck away. And you can yeah. show them 20, 30 minutes later doing another cool thing. And that's it. People eat that shit up. I eat that up. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. X-Men. <laughs> and it's not like when that character isn't getting screen time, nothing's happening. Right. It's They're off in the background doing something too. Well, even what's on screen is what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. Like you said, it's going from moment to moment, not, mm-hmm. oh, we're just going to waste this time you know instead of showing what this character's doing we're just going to show you the side of a building or something you know it's yeah it's relevant and not boring so chris i think what we're going to do let's get into our weeks okay since i've been talking about infinity war i'll go ahead and kick off with sure. mine i'll get my shit out of the way we'll do some D stuff in the middle and we'll end it with your week sound like a plan yep sounds like a plan so, yeah, first and foremost, just a continuation and just kind of capping off, really, because we've we've already been, we're like half an hour more into this already. But uh, obviously, yes, my wife and I did go see Infinity War. I uh, have been anticipating this movie for a long time. The last week or two before this movie was released was very, it was very stressful for me because on, on top of the just genuine and general anticipation of this movie, the obvious spoiler shit. I subscribe to several YouTube channels, and I've, I, I'm fairly, I'm usually decent about being on social media, and yeah, spoilers left and right, and just having to do my best to be as internet dark as I possibly could, and I, I feel I did pretty good because I was surprised by a lot in this movie, uh, almost every big plot point that came up. Actually, everything in this movie, I was I was fairly surprised by. Uh, I was a little nervous because I had seen, and I actually didn't know that because I didn't. My wife is a fucking ninja because apparently she had not seen any trailer, <laughs> and I forget where in the movie I brought this up. It might have been the beginning or something. Uh, but I was like, yeah, this because because of the trailer. She's like, well, I haven't seen any trailer. I was like, oh. How are you going to make me look bad? <laughs> uh, we did see a movie. 
I forget what movie we saw. We actually brought this up on the podcast. We did see a movie where they had an X-Men trailer. In, I mean, uh, an Avengers trailer in it. Boy, mm. I'm fucking all about the X-Men, ain't I? Yeah, you are. Yeah. But uh, that was, when I saw that trailer, that was technically the third one that I had seen. And for me, with this movie, that was way, way too much. And I was extremely nervous because I know how trailers are. It's not just for movies. It's for video games, too, where they love to put the key moments in. And you're like, well, I already know I'm looking for this battle. I'm looking for this story point. I'm looking for this to happen. When I saw this movie, with seeing, even with seeing what, if you take out the duplication scenes and everything, I probably saw about five minutes of the movie. The shit that I, I, I was just blown away. I, I didn't see anything and go, oh, yeah, that well, that part's ruined, that part's ruined. I was so engrossed by this movie. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remembered a few, I, I mouthed out loud a few of, of, the, of lines that did pop up in the movie. Mm-hmm. But that was like a few. I didn't walk away from it going, man, that fucking trailer ruined this fight for me. Or, man, that trailer, this trailer ruined this story thing for me. None of that. Number one. Uh, and again, keeping this review spoiler free for you and for the audience, this movie kicks the fucking door open right from the start. When the lights go dim, dim, and the actual movie starts, it's going. It's not a fucking okay. The first Avengers maybe had like maybe a three to four minute build up because it was you know. Loki showing up and then fucking around with the Tesseract and the portal and all that shit. Yeah, this movie I I, I have to I have to I've only seen it once, but I feel like this movie was kicking shit in like a minute in, thirty seconds to a minute in, just shits popping off, like big fucking battles pop up right like two or three minutes in, and it's like oh shit we're in this mm-hmm. again. This is something that these movies are great at, and other movies have been like you don't have to, but they've been doing it anyway. There was no build up. There was no fucking Star Wars crawl of text. There was no narration flashback of what's been going on. The shit started, and it was just, look, you're seeing these characters on screen. I just hope you know who the fuck they are. I hope you know why they're here together. I hope you know what they're doing. Oh, mm-hmm. here's four more characters. I hope you know why they're here. Here's some brand spanking new characters that you don't even know about. No, we're not going to tell you about them. The movie itself, as it goes along, is going to drop enough hints to where you get what they are. That's how they did it. And right off the bat, the movie already had me engaged. All Just right off the bat. Yes, all right, here we go. It's good, good, good. Two and a half hours later, I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> in a happy way, in a good way, not in a bad way. I mean that in a fucking positive way. Uh, just like I said about God of War, like I felt like I, I bought my, I got my money's worth, Breath of the Wild, got my money's worth, I got my money's worth, and then some out of this movie. I was entertained for hours and hours and well, well for two and a half hours, all the way through. The, the all the humor hit with me, all the action hit with me, uh, all the story points, the plot points, the 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 way that they have portrayed. Thanos. This is the big one, folks. Mm-hmm. This it was worth it. It in general for people that are like, I, I've been waiting for this movie for a while, like everybody else, and I've seen all the Marvel films, and I know where it's at. Is this movie worth it? Yes, 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 yes. The step above that, okay. But Thanos is just this big fucking wall of a, of a fucking purple monster. Do they make him worth it? Is the weight worth it in his regard? 
fuck yes. They have him built as a relatable character. He's not just a fucking muscle guy. And he's not just a, I'm going to kill the universe because I'm bad. <laughs> there is story behind this fucking guy. The guy that you've only seen bits and pieces of throughout these films that yeah. you have little to no knowledge of. He comes into this movie and he is built upon and is treated well and is given story, narration, he roller coaster ride up and down of emotions and the whole movie ends off and caps off and pays off. In general, again, just trying to keep this short because we've already been talking about it. In general, for me, this movie was fucking worth it. I gave it a 4.5 on my fucking uh, Game Pro score. Really teetering on that 5. Really fucking teetering. I think if I, once I go see it again, I can actually write down and put the, the few the few minor problems I have with it, the few things that maybe I didn't care for, but again, two and a fucking half hours of this movie, and I was just, yes, fuck yes. Every five minutes, it's like, oh, that was good. Oh, that was funny. Oh, that was handled right. Oh, I like that. Oh, that was good. That was funny. So on and so forth. I have nitpicks with it, but they are they are they are nitpicky. I mean, they're they 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 are just completely nitpicky. This movie is up there for me with Civil War and um, and Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, I feel once I see Infinity War a few more times, because <laughs> I think I, I say that because I want to I want to give it its just deserves. Mm-hmm. I've seen Civil War like four or five times, and I've seen Winter Soldier four or five times. I've only seen Infinity War once. But, and and this is a totally different era from those. Uh, Winter Soldier was a lot of espionage, uh, heated talking kind of uh, who's who, who who do I take out movie. Civil War did have the massive fight shit, but only had it a couple times. Yeah, this one it's like every fucking fifteen minutes there's some shit popping off, and then it ends, and then some more shit pops off. And the way that they handle that, the way that they use the characters and just everything about this movie, I've enjoyed. 4.5 in my book. Very well worth it. Well worth the wait. I felt completely justified in waiting. I was very, very happy with how they've handled Thanos. And that includes all the story shit around it. Uh, just definitely worth the wait. I, I'm going to assume that there's going to be a sequel, which was something I was... Uh, trying to research this this uh this past week was looking mm-hmm. at there was the last that i remember about the infinity war movies was the timeline released three or four years ago when it showed infinity war one and infinity war two yeah. and then they came out and said infinity war two was gone and all of this thanos shit was going to happen in one movie and then they came out again and said okay that's going to be back to two movies but the second movie is not going to be called Infinity War. So then it was the debate of whether it's going to be Thanos again at all, or if it was this was how they were going to introduce the Inhumans, and or this is how the Avengers was going to become split up, and it was going to be a new team of Avengers. You just I, I I don't know. I've I'm kind of assuming that there's going to be another Infinity War movie coming. Uh, the, the, well, let me specify that the movie that's coming out May of next year is going to be. Avengers Infinity War 2 or something to that degree. Just given the way this movie uh, wrapped up and ended the way it did. Sure. But, oh man. 
So much good stuff. I can't wait till you see it, Chris, generally. <laughs> uh, whenever it is, man, take your time. But we are definitely going to have some good talks about that movie when, it, when, uh, when you finally see it. I hope you're impressed. I know I was. Um, let's see. Let's see. So, gaming. I, I've had an interesting week of gaming. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I went the rest of the way through uh, God of War PS4. Potential, yep. sp- uh, actually, spoilers for God of War okay. for PlayStation 4 2018, blah, 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 blah. From here on out, you've been warned. Chris, I'm sure you beat this by now. Yep. I'm sure you have. Okay. Um, very interesting how I'm taking this. So, for those that are wondering, I like the game. I also gave it a 4.5. I beat the game, I went around, and I killed two Valkyries, and I put the game down. Yeah, I noticed that. I put the game down for a few reasons. Okay. Uh, I'll get to those in a minute, but we got game to talk about first. Sure. Uh, so where I was last episode when this left off, I was very close to the end of the game. I didn't realize how close I was. Um, man, the way this fucking story wraps up yeah. is fucking crazy. So, uh, Freya going fucking full tilt Mm -hmm. on the whole, look, we're bros, we're buddies, but that is my son, and I will protect my son. Oh, man, that had me eaten up all the way around. (laughs) And I'm I'm trying to fight Balder, who wants to fucking fight, and she keeps stopping me, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, he's not going to stop, and I'm going to stop him, and then the fight stops. And... Man, the, the 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 feelings that this game gives you in regards to Kratos and and Atreus, the father and son dynamic, that's all throughout this game. Yeah, that's all throughout its story, the actual gameplay, everything. You get to the end of this game, and you have almost, I would say, almost a rivaling equal of mother to son shit with with these two. I only saw Balder on screen for probably 10 minutes total. I fought him at the beginning of the game. There was an intermediary area where he he fucked my son up, and then there was the ending. I've gathered information about him up to this point from 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 tales that I've heard and right. what I what I know from fighting him and what he said out of his mouth. Same thing kind of goes for Freya. I've seen Freya two or three times in this game, and I've had little dialogue and have stuff built up. So I've had their dynamics built up from them and other people. The culmination of that shit had me on the edge of my seat. When when she was like, you know, if if it will fucking put your heart at rest to see me die, then kill me. Yeah. And I was, man, fucking Kratos and Atreus were off screen. I didn't know. I thought they had walked off, but I was like, they've got to be there. They, they're they both standing right there. I bet they started to walk off. They heard the shit the Baldur said. And Kratos, I could see Kratos stopping Atreus and then turning around. Mm-hmm. And he put his fucking hands on his throat, on her throat. And Kratos comes up and says, nope. And I was like, okay. The... F- Let's stop for a minute, audience, as you're listening to me say this. Think about what I'm saying to you. This is a fucking God of War game, and it has emotional family, mother-son, father-son ties that are almost tear-breaking, almost tear-jerking 
very fucking strong emotional narrative ties in this game. And I was just in awe. I was like, I, can't, I cannot fucking believe this company has done this for this game. Mm-hmm. The level of fucking care and storytelling and narrative they are putting into this is fucking mind-blowing. Because she gave him permission Yep. She said, as a mother to her son, that nobody else should be interfering if it will serve you, if it will make you feel better, if it will bring you ease and put you at peace to have me dead because I, you think I'm the fuck up, then kill me and I will not stop you. I will let you do it. And he goes to do it and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and then Kratos comes up and that there was a fucking moment where I actually said to myself, Kratos, you can't do that. I actually thought to myself for just a moment, man, that's fucking family business. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But the fucking common sense guy in me said, of course he's going to. I'm not going to just stand here and let you kill this woman, whether you're his son or, or uh, you're her son or not, whether right. you gave him permission or not. And he fucking puts him in a headlock and he's I'm like, OK, how's this going to end? How the, I, I was locked in this moment, this whole fucking fight in the whole scene. I was landlocked how is this going to end now like he's a god but Kratos is a god killer if he's not anything else he's a fucking Mm -hmm. god killer so he could or maybe he could put him to sleep and maybe they can maybe he can talk sense into him and they'll him and uh, Freya will go off and lead a different life and then he snaps his neck (laughs) and I said oh shit yeah and it took no fucking time. Freya let out like a, a solid minute of fucking, I w- I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. The, the poetic way that she describes to him the things that she will do to him. I was like, yeah. Yeah, justified. And Atreus is like, bitch, he saved you. <laughs> it's this whole fucking dynamic was built around these four people mm-hmm. and it all worked. It was all emotionally charging. And it was awesome. It was so awesome. Uh so I progressed further in the game mm-hmm. and there were more revelations being dropped. Uh apparently uh Atreus is is part giant because yeah. apparently his mother was part giant. And she hid stuff from him and from Kratos this whole time. It had all mm-hmm. these machinations in, in work. And Kratos taking off the bandages and let, letting them fly in that cinematic view, showing the scars and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the game ended. Yeah. And the credits yeah. started rolling. And I said, mm, oh, game, no, 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 no. Can't you can't fucking I was a spoiled fucking child when those credits started rolling. <laughs> Cause my mouth was open my mouth was open. I was shaking my head, but I wasn't I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad because I thought the the game ended in a shit way. I was mad because fuck you, you know I want more. <laughs> you know fucking well there is so much more to tell. This was if nobody knew that this was supposed to be a prequel. I didn't. I just knew it was going to be a good God of War game. And I, in my naive mind, I think this game start to finish took five years to build. I thought that, I was like, as as I was playing through the game, 
seeing the amount of story, the amount of narration, the graphics, the amount of mechanics they put in, all this stuff. I said, man, there's no way. They can't make this into a fucking trilogy. I felt like they kind of pumped a Final Fantasy out. Mm -hmm. I felt like they had put all their assets into one basket. How fucking stupid was I? Because no, oh no, there's going to be more coming. There has to be more coming. Because there are so many more questions to answer. But that's that's the pouting kid in me saying that. The adult that just got through God of War said, but they ended that game exactly how they should have. Mm-hmm. That game starts out with, hey, my mom's dead. Hey, my wife or my, I don't even I don't even know. Do they ever actually say if they were married? I don't I don't know if they were uh, actually married. I believe so. I'm going to say yes, just for just for argument's sake mm-hmm. that this wife was dead. This mother was dead. They have cremated her, and the po- <laughs> it's almost like fucking Breath of the Wild. There is a goal there the whole time that you are working around to get to. The goal is we have to take these ashes to the highest peak and 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 lay them out in the wind to, to rest. That was the point. Everything that happened in between with Balder and the gods and the dwarves and the, the, the fucking gate and the serpent, all that. That was just great, the greatest fucking filler content for you. Mm-hmm. I could not be mad at the game when it was they spread her ashes and then they walk away because that was the fucking point of the game. That was yep. the main goal of the game. Is there more to be told? Yes, there is a shit ton more to be told. And it was but, it was done so well with the way yes. it wrapped up. I was like, all right, when you're doing that final ascent, you're like, all right, who's going to pop up? You know, what's going to happen? What's going to, you know, disrupt us this time? You know, I know we're close, but who's the final boss? What are we going up against next? You know, what's our final hurdle? Mm -hmm. And then it's over. It's like, oh, okay. What did you think of the... I felt like this was almost cinematically designed to be a big reveal... What did you think of the reveal that uh, Atreus is apparently Loki? I how did, how, did, how did that hit you? I thought it very strange, but yeah, I I thought about it further and I was like, but it all depends on what you're basing it on. If you're basing it on the Thor and Loki from MCU, it's going to seem odd. Yeah, but that's not necessarily how the mythology goes. It isn't. No, <laughs> so it's like. Well, when you put the MCU out of your mind, and then, okay, got it, part giant, that's there. The mother's name, or giantess name, Mm -hmm. is there. It's like, very well. Okay, fits. Yeah, it it all fits. Um. I feel, I I don't know, this was kind of one of the things that led me into the 4.5 rating for myself, was that, and I, this, maybe, maybe I'll learn more going through a subsequent playthrough, but I feel like given all the side content that I did, all the extra shit that I did, all the stories that were told, all the back and forth between Atreus and Kratos, between Atreus and uh, Mimir, all the dwarf talking like mm-hmm. I, I felt like the game did a very good job pacing wise and amount of content and delivering the game's story to me over time 
You know, I didn't have to fucking pull up some document, even though there were documents. I didn't have to pull mm-hmm. up, you know, a 20 page document and read, oh, this is where, you know, the serpent came from. Oh, this is where Mamira came from. Okay. But I feel, again, only through my first playthrough, that even given everything I was told, when it was, when that bomb was dropped, you know, oh, yeah, they used to call me by my other name, Loki. I was like, I feel like that should hit me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should have a huge impact on me. I feel like I should be like, what? But I was like, I don't I don't get that. That what does that mean? Like what 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 does that mean to Kratos? What does that mean to his mother? Like what does that mean to everybody else? What is Loki in this universe? Because I've heard Thor talked about quite often. Yeah. I've heard Balder. I've seen Balder. Mm-hmm. Uh I've had the serpent talked about. I've had all these things talked about. I don't really remember Loki being mentioned. It wasn't. Much. It wasn't mentioned until that point. And I think that was intentional. I think that's going to be addressed in the next game. I hope so. Because because if if you think about the mythology behind Thor and Loki, um, aside from MCU, and even considering MCU, if you want to uh, think of their origin, it kind of gives me an idea of what's going to happen in the next game. Yeah. You know, or maybe some future revelation alternate universe type thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you've missed something and I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I want you to do something for me because yeah. if you haven't done this, I want you to turn on your PS4 and actually yeah. do this right now. Um, okay. have you not seen the sort of secret yes. thing? Okay. You have. And that's something else I want to talk okay. about. I love how they did that. So Cause I was, you I'm hadn't like, mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is where I'm going to tie into my... Because I know the, uh, the the big question right off the bat is, whoa, y'all just blazed this movie last episode, and now you're telling me you just dropped it? You know, Mr. 300 and something hours in the Breath of the Wild, you just dropped this game? I didn't mm-hmm. drop it in a mean way. I, I'll, I'll, I'll explain why I have stopped playing it. Um, I like the way that they handled that at the end of the game, mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's been tried and tr- it's it's been something they've done throughout this whole game period. Is they subtly hint at what you could and should do uh, when you when I beat the game and mm-hmm. was out on the boat. It was like, well, what what can we do now? And Mamir or somebody was, I think Mamir was like, well, you could just go travel the world. Sure, there's lots of other places you haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go do this thing. You can go do this thing. Heck, you could even go home if you want to. There's all sorts of things you could do. When he said go home again, that triggers something. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. I aside from the the only time that I've been back home was for that oh fuck yes moment, that ten out of ten game of the year moment for me with the fucking blades. I said, you know what? I bet money if I know the way if I'm right, the way they've been doing this is a hey, just a little nudge. You probably want to do this. Maybe I should go home. Mm-hmm. Let's go home and see what happens. So I went around. First thing I did was island hop. Uh, yeah. I went not island hop. That's a bad way to say. It. I went shore hopping. I went mm-hmm. to. I went around around the lake, stopping at every shore, and getting a few little loose ends tied up. Finding some uh, bramble that I didn't didn't remove and getting treasure. Sure. Uh, opening up uh, shortcuts that I heretofore had not done, finding extra items. I opened up an entire area to where the uh, Thor statue was and finished that. 
I did some uh, I did some little quests. I I was clearing out my favors kind of log, mm-hmm. and um, I went I went and found a couple Valkyries. I killed both of them. The first one was fairly easy. Second one not so much. And apparently there are eight total and a queen from what I've now yeah. had spoiled for me. Um, so there's at least those things to do. I feel like as far as the quest, the side quest goes, with the exception of the uh, poison filled area mm-hmm. and the Valkyries, I think I've pretty much done all the big side quest stuff I can do. So then I said, you know what? Let's go do it. Let's go home. Maybe there's a uh, maybe there's I don't know. Let's go see what this going home thing is about. Yeah. And I'll be damned. <laughs> I'll be damned. You go home. You fucking go to sleep. It's, it's the the fucking text on the screen says several years later, mm-hmm. banging, storming shit. Kratos walks outside. There's a fucking guy standing there, and he goes, "What do you want?" And he fucking moves his cloak to the side, and there's Mjolnir. I'm like, "There's Thor." Cut <laughs> to black. I'm like, "Okay, you motherfuckers." <laughs> okay. So I hear about Thor and Odin through this whole fucking game, and mm-hmm. that's the first and only time I see him. Be ready for the sequel. Got it. Oh, yeah. Thank, thanks for driving that nail home, <laughs> God of War. I got it. Which now makes me believe that when God of War 2 comes out, I'm going to get to the end of that game, and there's going to be another knock on my door, and it's going to be fucking Odin. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they're going to do. Make sense. I've, got, I've got this formula down. So... Uh, so I'm playing through, I'm doing some side things and I got to thinking, um, I've done all, I, I had done like 90% of the side content around that I could do before I even got to the final battle. Mm-hmm. Cause as I said before, I had made it a point to where after I did two, three, four of the main story missions, when I was released to the lake, I'd go around the lake and go do shit. Sure. Almost every time the water got lowered, I was going around again and doing more shit. And again, I love how they do that. I think it was a very, very cool, narratively driven, yet video game obvious way of let's add more content to these areas. Is lowering the water so you can access shit more. When I went to go do the, tie, the last bit of tie-ups, um, I had already done so much of it. Like, there were literally, there, there was very little for me to do. Very little. And again, aside from the Valkyries and the and the uh, the poison uh, area, that's it. And I got to thinking, well, okay, if I beat the Valkyries and, I, and then I beat the last one, aside from the actual mm-hmm. holy fuck breaker controller difficulty, and if I do all the poison areas and, un- and and kill those fucking uh tears and kill all those enemies and unlock all those chests, there's nothing for me. There is no ruby weapon, emerald weapon situation. There's no more bosses. There's nothing else for me to get either side content or story, mainly story stuff from. I have all the story content that I can that I can ingest right now, and I have there's nothing else I really want to know about. So. I said, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I came home one day, uh, came home one evening from uh, dinner. I mean, I think it was, uh, it might have been Avengers Infinity War, I forget. But I, we came home, and I picked up a fucking half dollar. I said, all right, I'm going to flip this coin. This is how comfortable I feel with this game right now. This is how well-satisfied and well-fed and just, just generally just very fucking good I feel about this game. I'm going to flip this fucking coin. And heads, 
I'm going to keep playing this game. I actually know heads. I'm going to start a new game, and I'm going to bump the difficulty up and go through the whole game again on a higher difficulty and do everything in the game. Or B, I'm going to comfortably put the game down for, for now for an indefinite amount of time and go start something else. Because, again, my backlog is very big. Huge fucking backlog. And the new game uh, lost out to going to play in something else. And, again, because I've already done everything that I can possibly do story-wise in the game, the extra stuff that I can do, if I go back and play this game, I know when and where and how far I should take that content before I get to the end of the game with shit left over. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, there is shit to do after the game, but that's a big asterisk. That's if you haven't already been doing it, which I already had. They were making it sound like, yeah, there's all kind of ports you can go to and all kind of areas you can unlock. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing that. I have been all over that every opportunity. Not out of necessity, not out of I need to go around and get more treasure or more gold or get better armor because I'm sucking, but because there's more shit to unlock. I want to go explore more. I want to mm-hmm. go find more shortcuts and go use these items and unlock things and just explore. So when they gave me the option at the end of the game... They presented it in a, hey, the game's wide open now. And I'm like, dude, the game's pin wide open. I've been all over this place. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be, well, I'm not sure. I, have to, I don't have anything factual in front of me, but it, I still have a feeling that there is DLC coming. I'm, I think there are still areas, even at the end of the game, that specifically tell you that, hey, Odin has locked this area. You mm-hmm. can't get to here. I have a feeling that's how DLC is going to be handled, but I don't know. I think I think the one thing with the areas being locked, I don't think there are a couple of them that could be used for DLC, but I think it would more likely be in areas we already have because I think we're going to see that same map in the next game maybe. Yeah. And those areas are going to be relevant. Yeah. You know, or they may be the goal or whatever else it may be, you know. Um I think I think Helheim is a good example. That is a place mm-hmm. that has, a, ha, I feel like it had foreshadowing and hints in it that they have not been fully explored. Number yeah. one, you did see Zeus there in a, yeah, in a ghost kind of cloudy f- form, true enough, but he's there, or at least something of him is there. And there was a hint of Kratos wanting to go handle that business. There was also, if you remember, Chris, some big fucking bird in the background? Yeah, I was was waiting for that to be relevant, and it never was. I was waiting for that thing to fucking, like, throw its wings up and head my way, and that was going to be an epic fucking climb on the bird vulture boss battle, Mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. And I was like, man, there's... Okay, this game is very, very good at having lots of detail and having shit that's just inconsequential, but it's just there to be flavor and there to be coloring. But that the camera keeps putting that in view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the camera kept locking or, or gravitating to where I could always see that thing. I'm like, all right, I, I see it. I see it there. When is it going to happen? And nothing happened. All right, well, all yeah. right, well yeah, future content. Got it. But at the end of the day, with this game, I still hold everything that I said true. I had a, I had a fucking blast with this game. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I still feel like it's purchased. The purchase was worth it. I still feel like it is worth somebody buying a PS4. Uh, I think all the story wrapped up very well. All the action was spot fucking on. Mm-hmm. 
it's just the side contents there if you want it the extra challenges are there if you want it it's it's all a this is a this was a video game package for yeah. people that want to know what it's like in this world this is a hallmark representation and again if you didn't like, because this is also th- something I've noticed, a lot of the God of War naysayers are coming out of the woodwork. And understandable, this game is so fucking different than the original trilogy. It is beyond a doubt. Yeah. It is so far removed. But they hint back to things that happened in the previous game, not in a hey you should have played this to know more mm-hmm. of a we're going to use that as a as a as a vehicle you didn't i i did play through the original trilogy before this one and now that i beat the game that i have to no no because the game itself gives enough of its narrative and it and gives it in its own way to where it all made sense here's the kicker though this is something that's uh kind of weird the Kratos killed his wife and daughter in the original game. When that revelation came out in this game where he was like, I got to tell you something. I was like, here we go. Here we go. He's going to spill it. And he goes, I killed my father. Now that's relevant in this game. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there was the story of the son killing the father and that side, all that side quest shit. And all the shit that happened main story. And he's like, you know, I wouldn't do that. And, of course, they had to bring that back up in this main plot point when he says, hey, just so you know, I killed my father. And I was like, okay, Kratos, go on. Because there's more here to tell. You know, yeah, you did kill Zeus. You also killed your wife and your daughter in a bloody fucking rampage. And he never dropped that. He has not dropped that yet. Now, I don't know if that's something he's going to reveal, if it's going to be some big fucking breaking thing in the next game between them, between those two, but mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you dropped a bomb, but you didn't drop the big one. That's not the <laughs> That's not the fucking... That, that is a bomb. It's not the I killed my wife and child bomb. In any event, all, all I was trying to say was I haven't... I, I don't... It would be good for people to have played the original but playing this by itself if this was your god of war if this was the only god of war game you ever knew barring sequels coming out in the future for this game you're fine you're totally fine i i can go back and write little mini reviews of why god of war one and two and three were not only dated but had some janky combat and a lot of the story (laughs) was very nonsensical and not very all there uh, I can poke holes all in God of War. I treat the original God of War trilogy in a almost arcadey adventure mindset. You know, there are there are, there are no lives in God of War, so no matter how much you die, you just keep at it. And all the the combat was good enough. There was action involved into it. It's very button mashy. I, I get that. Devil May Cry three, it is not, but. Are they horrible games? Nah, no. Is the story horrible? The story's it has its fucking flaws, but not bad. This game, fucking great all the way around. Definitely recommend it. Highly recommend it. I have I've played it. I've put it down. I will go back to it at my own leisure. 
I don't feel like I've missed anything groundbreaking as of yet. Uh, so just so we're so the audience is clear and you as well. Like this wasn't a you know what fuck this game I'm done with. It. It's more like you know I've had a really good time. I've I've reached the end. I've gone as far as I really want to right now. So let's put it down and not fucking let it um not let it stagnate. You know, I was kind of sort of getting into that grinding mentality. Especially after going through all the uh, the the trials in the uh, in the uh, I forget the the name of the fucking area, but and also kind of grindy going through killing the Valkyries again again because aside from challenge, there's nothing more the story can give for me. Yeah. I eagerly await the sequels that I know got to be coming. They've got to be coming. For now, I'm good. I'm good with God of War. That being said, uh, to end my weeks before D&D talk, uh, I got into my usual turmoil. I brought this up to Chris before. It's happened several (laughs) times in my life where I played a game for probably half an hour, put it down. I started a new game, played it for about a half an hour, put it down. New game, put it down. New game, put it down. Uh, I've actually forgotten all the ones that I ran through in very quick succession. The one that I have stayed with right now... uh, I've gone back to playing uh, Neo, which is the uh, Steam, uh, the PC game I'll, in the in the realm of Dark Souls. Uh, took me a minute because I actually I was about an hour through that game and stopped playing it. I forget how many months ago, so it took me just a little bit to get back into it. And that's the one I'm working on now. I did play Shovel Knight for a couple days. I got all the way to the end of where it basically is the, the typical Mega Man style boss rush mode, and I, I put that down for a minute. Uh, I forget other ones I've... Oh, I played uh, The Mummy Demastered for, pr- for probably about a day and a half, two days. Uh, what is that? The Mummy Demastered is a Metroidvania-style uh, game. It uh, It's apparent that the, the game was released around the time of the newest... Mummy movie, the one with uh, Tom Cruise, that apparently is very horrible, uh, should have no reflection on this game because if this game is is taken just how it is, it's just a fucking Metroidvania game that has a mummy style uh, fantasy spin to it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I got to a point where I was backtracking three to four times and I couldn't figure out where to go, and I put that down for a minute. And I don't know why it just it just Neo just came in my mind. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I was working on that game <laughs> long time ago before I forget what came out. I think before Monster Hunter, before Persona Five, uh, before God of War. So I need to get back to that. So I may be one of those situations again where I'm working on two to three games at one time. Uh, but my God of War is good for now. God of War is put away, and I'm mainly playing Neo as of right now. So, good stuff. I think as far as movies, games, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, some Critical Role talk. Okay. I did finish the first campaign. Excellent. Yeah. I had psyched myself out big time. I thought there were 114 episodes. So when 15 rolled around, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about it. I don't know how I fucked that up in my mm-hmm. mind, but I did. I, I was making my way through halfway through episode 13. I was like, it's about to end. It's about to be over. And then as 
14 kept going on. I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, no, there's no way unless they die. Are they going to die? Is that how he's going to end it? And I was like, oh, no, there's a whole other episode. Uh, yeah. Ha- good good time. I, I, to, if, if, I, if I'm being completely honest, I actually prefer the Chroma arc, arc, arcave. The, the, Chroma Conclave arc? Yes to the to the later art period but all around entertained had a good time i started uh campaign two okay i made it halfway through the first episode and i stopped i'm very peculiar about things uh this is whole new the intro was new the they've got all new characters this is a new world it seems and I was getting that, oh, too much has changed. Ah, I just, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready for campaign two yet. I'm not ready for okay. it yet. And I have everything. Go ahead. It's uh, it's a, a little bit in the future based in Wildmount, an area yeah. they never went in campaign one. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same world, and there are things that carry over um, that impact it, but yeah. Yeah. So it's not a negative thing at all. This is just a me thing. There's too much different right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, again, I've went through 115 episodes of this campaign from start to finish. I have at breakneck speed been watching all of campaign one back mm-hmm. to fucking back. I'm saturated. My belly's full with Critical Role. I've come to a good ending with campaign one. I'm good for now. When will I start campaign two? Legitimately, I don't know. Maybe I never will. Who knows? But Right now, I'm good. I'm 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 really good. I enjoyed campaign one. The I the the that fucking uh the model that he built for the last fight that was fucking cool. Yeah, how it was just a general standard fucking platform, and then it got sundered, and it was oh yeah. The whole last fight period was nail biting, which a lot of their fights have been. But I enjoyed it. I finished campaign one. Uh, I'm, th- there may be a point where I do, I think you said they, they, they have like a wrap up episode mm-hmm. or like, uh, yeah, I may go watch some extra s- material stuff right now, but as far as campaign two, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And, and I, Chris, go ahead. I, I've been debating on stopping, uh, my watching of campaign two. Just letting it build. Yeah. Because it's not that I don't want to watch. It's just that I get tired of waiting week by week. Yeah. So I, part of me wants to just move on and just not worry about it and then come back, you know, in six months maybe and then yeah. watch it all and get caught up and then wait again and come back to it. Right. Um, totally understandable. And that fits totally with me with, yeah, I, again, it's the reason why I stopped watching TV and TV shows. I, I'm not a good waiter. I'm not, I'm not that good at waiting. I do have a shit ton of stuff to ingest on a daily basis now, so it's not really like I'm waiting, but still. Critical Role is, it's a campaign. It's start to finish, start to finish, start to finish. Yeah. yeah. So that's my that's my Critical Role talk. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And then I played some D&D myself. Yes, we did. Yep. What'd you, uh, what'd you think of the session? I felt like this was another session that went, it went fairly well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, um, uh, it was a little bit anti- it was a little bit slightly in anticipation uh as far as the road we were traveling on uh for the audience just to just to catch you up to speed we were we we went to go pick up a, a reward for some enemies we killed 
and we were tasked with taking a message to the main cap to some main capital city, and it was a several day journey. We were going to stop halfway, get some horses, and blah blah blah, and move on. And those three days in initial, I was like, some shit's about to go down. I was like, I, I, I imagine that we didn't fight shit because of rolls or something, mm-hmm. but. I was like, of course, on the third night, my watch, I hear some fucking rustling around <laughs> some bushes, and I was like, yep, here we go. No, it's just a boar. Yeah, uh, I ha- I have a couple reasons for doing it like I did. and Yeah. Um, Talk away, please. Your your choice to ignore the boar caused, you know, certain things maybe from happening, you know, who knows how the boar would have reacted, what else would have happened after that, if anything. Um, so I basically left it up to what your choice was. And I feel it's cliche a bit to, oh, hey, you're on the road. As soon as you leave town, you get attacked. But that doesn't necessarily go well in this current area you're in. It is not in general. Um, and I tried to kind of, uh, point this out when I was giving some description to you guys that these roads are major roads. They are patrolled. They are maintained. These are considered, you know, basically safe travel. Um, And there are several of them that lead straight to the capital. You know, the capital is the center of everything. And to have things just go bonkers on the road didn't necessarily make sense um, and didn't really tie into what I wanted to happen. Um, I will say that uh, aside from, you know, on the road itself in the town you're currently in, I have things there that again, depending on player choice may or may not happen. So some of it is based on, you know, like I said, decisions that you guys make and whether or not they happen. Yeah. I want to say on that note, I do feel pretty good about myself. I did catch the hint whenever you were talking about the roads. When you were describing them, I did remember you saying that they were well-traveled, there were guards patrolling, like they were big main-use roads. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I try to mentally keep that in my to my character's advantage. I assume that if you told that, the character knew that. Yeah. Or, or he caught it from guards talking or whatever. So... When I heard the rustling in the bushes, I was like, hey, again, that's actually what I thought. I'm like, man, it'd be very fucking cliche if we could jump by bandits or something, <laughs> because of course we would. Mm-hmm. And it was just a boar, and I was like, well-traveled road, got it. Yeah. It, we got, I actually wasn't sure if... Uh, the group would make it to the town or not in that session. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens while you're in town, you know, before you head out in the morning. Yeah. If anything else happens as far as, you know, the group make a decision. If I, I have something going on in the area that mm-hmm. I'm hoping the party will stumble across, but it, it comes down to that whole balance as a DM between yeah the you know choice of the players and railroading right and i don't want a railroad so i'm and i spent a bit of time uh doing some world building over the weekend after i finished god of war but mm-hmm. 
it was a lot of debate with myself about how I wanted to present these things. Because there's something going on in the area. There's something the group could do. But what does the group do? You know, what's the priority of the group? Does the group consider this message above all else? Is that they're going to do that and nothing else because that's, you know, the thing they took, Um, especially with your character. Um, Now, I didn't even think about this then, but just now talking about it, thinking about your character, would your character even be okay with that? You took a, you know, quote unquote mission from these people to get paid. Are you just going to go wander off and do some other things? Or are you going to accomplish the mission and then do other things? You know? Yeah. 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 I know my character's goal is going to be to get the mission done. Mm-hmm. Like that's he, he's adventuring and all that's good, but he's, he know he's going to, he's a hired hand by, by mindset. So he's going to get right. paid. He wants to do the mission and get paid. Yeah. Uh, I try to, I try to play to my character's strengths and weaknesses. I try to play into my character as much as I can. Um, another example of that is the, uh, the letter. Like I wanted to go have a letter delivered mm-hmm. and I d- I didn't want to take any more than fucking two minutes. Like I want to get sure. there. I want to find it, deliver it. Can you do it? Yes. No, you can't. Okay. Peace out. I wasn't going to spend fucking four hours trying to figure out a way for this to happen. Yeah. If, if anything, when I'm, when everybody's sleeping, I'll throw it in the air and let a hawk catch her. <laughs> but, uh, same thing with the armor. I went to, I went to a, uh, I went to area. I went to an armor shop and was that the way that I handled that was how t- I'm not a talker. I'm not a bard or a rogue. I don't have ways around like negotiating prices aside from just like, hey man, help me out. Mm-hmm. So I want to walk in, maybe slightly barbaric in nature, but I was just pointed to the armor I had on and said, See this armor? Do you have anything better? It's like, oh, actually, that's very good. And I was like, okay, well, if you have nothing else, peace. Well, actually, he did, but it was expensive. It was too yeah. expensive for my taste in the moment. I said, yeah, no, thank you. Peace out. <laughs> I could go grab the rogue and bring him back with me or the bard or somebody and be like, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you talk him down for me? But I didn't want to make it take too much time. Uh, now, then we found out a uh, clerical error that apparently I had the wrong type of armor on, which, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know how I let that slide because I would not give myself something with a disadvantage roll all the time. Fuck that. Yeah. But we got to straighten out. I don't, I know I brought that up when we were talking about it, but I don't know why we ended up sticking with it. Yeah, me either. There, I, I remember us talking about all the things in detail of why we were picking the, the, the skills we were picking, all that. There was a reason why we picked the mail that we did, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't remember. Either way, it's all worked out, all straightened out. Yeah. Uh, in general, how do you feel? You feel it went good? Um, yeah, overall it's, Again, one of those where it's it's a little disappointing when a session goes by and nothing, you know, combat related happens. Mm-hmm. But it's just really not the style of the game we're playing at this point. You know, it's yeah. we'll it's the there. build up. It's the, you know, introduction. It's the people making decisions, the characters making decisions. And I, I really want to stick with that. Um, I will say that. I was, I had a couple of different ways of trying to get the group on the way to the Capitol mm-hmm. and the message and that wasn't anywhere in my plan. <laughs> that was a spur of the moment thing. Wow. Um, 
because it felt like I know the rogue was doing a lot of the talking um, and nobody else really chimed up, chimed in. But I was like, I feel like I feel like my clues are too subtle. I don't think they're quite picking up on what I'm trying to put out there. Um, The and part of this even goes back to the way that uh, the way that you set up the ambush during the uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. I had expected you to come in afterwards and the dialogue between the captured guard and the cultist was going to happen during the ceremony, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to tell you things afterwards and then repeat them to the night and then the night would tell you certain things afterwards. So I had to actually change the night's dialogue because you didn't talk to the guard very much. Yeah. Um, there were no questions asked of him, really. Yeah. So, because that dialogue changed, some of the clues I don't think I put out there as well as I had originally planned, because I actually typed up the dialogue so that if it came down to it, I could flat out read it, but I at least mm-hmm. had it for the uh, clues. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, trying to modify that to fit the situation, and uh, I think... I'm trying to think. I think I just mentioned the message or something and the rogue jumped on it. But I thought that was enough to at least get you going there. Um, And I didn't think until you were already on the way that, oh, wait, if they have a thing to deliver, they probably aren't going to stop off anywhere, you know, unnecessarily. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I kind of screwed myself on this one. Lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. Still having fun. Still rolling with it. Um. Well, on that note, how about uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know if you're planning on. Are you gonna talk some more about God of War? Because I just realized yeah, I a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, take it away. Your week, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um. Trying to think. I, I didn't really do. Going back to D and D for a second, I didn't really do a whole lot of world building because I was trying to plan specifically for that session but i did take a break after god of war to do that yeah um but go ahead and jump into god of war because that's the only game i played this week Mm -hmm. Um, because i played a lot of god of war last week and even um this past week uh i went through it beat the game i was running around doing other things and kind of like you i was like oh hey i'm near the house i should go check it out Mm-hmm. Um, and got that scene, and that was awesome. Yes, um, it, I liked the little interaction before. Not even just talking about the scene itself, but the interaction between Kratos and his son as they were laying down. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Ah, oh, finally we can rest," you yeah. know. And uh, kids, like, you don't have to tell me twice. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both ready and worn out, and the adventure was done. And that was kind of a satisfying moment to see that resolution yeah. and come to yeah. uh, fruition. And um, But after that, I have gone through and I am about 98% done with the game mm-hmm. completely. Um, I have all the artifacts. I have all the stupid birds, um, <laughs> which I looked up half of them because yeah. I had gotten a lot of them going through. But the things are ridiculous. And yes. I was missing one. 
And I was just going all over the map trying to figure out where it was because Jesus. the map thing where I mentioned this before, it gives you a breakdown of what you've done in each area and if you've 100 percent the area. Yeah. But I all of them were saying all of the ravens were there. Yeah, that's something else I wanted to talk about too. Is that the way that they break that map down? I think that's that they could do a little bit better with that. Now, this may this this is gonna sound like I just want to have the fucking I want to be baby step through it, but I've noticed that when I started going through and collecting everything and started doing everything, it's like almost region specific, not just area or level or even or even uh port or bank whatever specific, because. It would tell me like if I put my if I put my cursor on a shore, it would say like, "Hey, you you still need like four birds from this area." But if I moved my cursor to another shore and another shore, it was telling me that for the whole entire area. It was it was a little tricky for me to navigate the the map and the the checklist so to speak system. I feel like if they would flesh that out more, especially post game, like if not doing it in the game, I get that. But post game, make make it a little bit easier for me to see what areas I need to do shit in to save me the hassle yeah. of having to look everywhere or even look up a guide or something. I think the biggest issue with the map system as it is now is that what you hover over may not necessarily be the area that you're hovering yes. over. Yeah, the icons are either at the edge or because it snaps to an icon, it's actually over another area or something like that. And you're getting the information for a different area. And that's kind of what was messing me up Yeah, with the one I was missing. There because aren't specific like lines, like it doesn't exactly block off areas and thereby you putting a cursor in an area tells you, you need to find this stuff in this area. It's kind of a little vague. Kind of a little yeah. bit. You gotta, you gotta basically play around with the map and put cursors to different places to figure out. Okay, in this whole area where the giant is, this is missing. This area next to that area that I can't again with no lines, no borders. Just gotta, gotta feel it out. I need to go in this area and find stuff. Yeah, I actually went through and found a list that had all the zones in the game. I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Hover over, specifically looking for each one, okay? The river pass, go to it. Okay, I'm missing this, this, and this. Cool. All right, next. Uh, okay, all good there, all good there, all good. I went through the list, and I was like, all right, I'm all good everywhere on Ravens, but I am still missing one. I you was like, man. <laughs> I, uh, this is not acceptable. Um, and I don't know how. I have to go back, and I really should go back and see if the list had the area that I was missing. It was the Lookout Island or something. Mm-hmm which has a very small area on the map. Um, it's basically just one of the towers, I think, or next to a tower. Yeah. And that was the one I was missing. <laughs> and it was so frustrating because I'd literally been over the map so many times that I looked up online going, all right, I'm 40 or 52 out of 53, whatever number it is for Ravens. I'm missing one. Where is it? You know, it's just some off-the-place thing that they don't put on a map or not on a uh, checklist, you know. What am I missing? And all basically what it came down to is people going, oh, I found it. It was over here. Or, oh, I found it. It was this one, which, you know, talking about the hovering issue, that's why it was missed. And yeah, yeah. I could have sworn I checked Lookout Tower. But finally, I was like, you know, I'm going to go through them again and look. And I just started hovering over things. And finally, it flashed real quick. 
that I had that gray bar of undiscovered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that little bit of different text coloring caught my attention enough where I was like, okay, where was that? What would I just hover over? Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there slowly moving now. And then finally it popped up and I was like, oh, thank goodness. So I pulled up the guide I had to the control F for lookout tower and went and like, okay, got it. Yay, achievement, our trophy. <laughs> um, so I got all the birds. I got, let's see, what else is there uh, collectible-wise? I got... I was missing one of the cabinet things, which I don't know how I missed it because it's plain as day. It was like the second one you can get in the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that was frustrating, especially finding it. <laughs> here's, a, here's an issue I have with the game is the compass does not work in the first two areas. If you, uh, you know the part where you get the compass or you're on that bridge? Uh-huh. If you go behind that, the compass doesn't work anymore. What? You literally cannot place markers on things that are in that area because the compass does not work there. Mm. It's like they, instead of having some flags and you just have the compass active or not, it's like it's based on zone. Once yeah. you're out of this area, the compass works, and otherwise it just hides it on the UI That's and nice. stuff. So I'll was, tell you this, though, down yeah. in the audience as well. Uh, just a reminder, we are still in spoiler territory for God of War, just in case. Because um, Chris is talking about in-game stuff. Uh, yeah. But that compass, holy shit, when it does work, mm-hmm. man, it guides you all the way through. Like, yeah. all the way. No, you need to turn left up here. There's a three-way fork. Take the right fork. No, 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 that's the middle. Go back. <laughs> Take this way. Yeah. Yeah. It was really useful. Um, I would use it and I would set it to places I'm not trying to go just to get out of somewhere I was. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, I know I need to go that way, but I don't know what's the fastest way out. Because I'm at this point exploring, or not necessarily exploring, I've been here before. I just want collectibles and get out. So I'll, mm-hmm. okay, let me set my marker for back at the shore and just leave. You know, not yeah. necessarily looking for something inside of it, just trying to get out. Yeah. Um, I would set like across the map just to see where it would take me to get out of that place. Cause I like, is this the quickest way? Cause I'm in the middle. There's an exit on both ends, you know, which is faster. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of stuff. I fought more Valkyries. Um, before I get into Valkyries real quick, uh, the Bowder fight, that's the fight I was on for three hours. Uh, I, yeah, I was wondering because as I was going through progressing afterward, I remember you saying like I was you were stuck on like a phase of a fight, and I was like, it's got to be this one because mm-hmm. there's multiple phases to this fight. Yeah, um, it was like an hour, two hours, and then I think that was it. I mm-hmm. think the next phase wasn't really a phase. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, but that was the fight that took me forever, and I thought that was bad. But now I'm fighting Valkyries. <laughs> and do you, do you recall the names of which two you fought or where they were? Um, no and no. Okay. Uh, well, while you're talking, I'll try to remember, but. Okay. So I actually have killed six of them. Mm-hmm. And that was not easy. Um, no. There are two Valkyries that I actually marked down as being easy. Yeah, um, yeah. Real simple patterns. Minimal, no, oh my God, I'm dead moves, you know, that type stuff. Yeah. Because they all, 
the way they work, and I've noticed that there is a pattern to it, um, the they start out with certain moves. Mm-hmm. They do this, they do this, they do that. You go to the next one, all those things plus something. The yeah. next one, all those things plus something. Um, or they may drop something and add something else, you know, so it's not completely convoluted and all the things at once. Right. But what right. they replace it with is ridiculous. So in the in Midgard, the only one I haven't beat is at the mountain. That's why I currently have marked as the hardest Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it's essentially insta-death uh, shortly after starting. Yeah. The one in Helheim, I marked as hard only because there is a move that negates the revive stone. Oh, oh The resurrection wow. stone will not work because of the wow. way the animation works, something times out, something like that. You literally Jesus. die, and the prompt comes up. You press square, and as Arturus is running over, doing the stabbing motion on the stone to revive you, mm-hmm. either him or the head will give you the game over dialogue. Like, wow. oh, no, type thing instead of I'm on my way like he does. He goes, no, don't leave me, you know, like he does when you die. Uh-huh. That happens. Jesus. So literally that's the only reason the thing was hard. I had several tries where I got the Valkyrie down to her last bar of health, mm-hmm. died, and the Resurrection Stone didn't work because of that yep. move. Yep. So it was very frustrating. Otherwise, I had one where... I literally took no damage until like three quarters of her health was gone. It was an amazing run. <laughs> it was so good. And then bam, dead from one yep. move. Yep. Like, okay. That's Yeah, the The one that was difficult for me is one that had a it had a move. It was an it was an AoE move that was completely unblockable and completely undodgeable. And it was damn near instant kill, if not mm-hmm. It felt like it was pretty much instant kill. It took a fuck ton of your health off. Was and that the one in Muspelheim? Me, in the uh, trial place? Um, no. Okay. No, this is another one. Uh, and f- just out of accident, I figured out what needed to be done. I had to have had to have Atreus shoot an arrow at her when you have like a second and a half window, mm-hmm. two second window, and he has to pop off a... A lightning arrow to to stun her right when that happens. So you, which it should be anyway, but your camera needs to be facing her. You need to know she's doing it. She does have a visual and audio cue. Again, these are all things Dark Souls people are used yeah. to. But the tricky thing is, if she's taking any kind of electrical damage before that shit, the electrical damage will carry on, and his sure. arrows won't do a fucking thing. And that that aggravated me to no end because. I use Atreus in my fights. Mm-hmm. I use him in all my fights. Valkyrie oh, yeah. fights or no fights. Uh, a good example, a great, a prime example is the uh, the poison, um, the fucking floating ones that dodge out of your way all the time. The Revenants, uh, nightmares. Revenants. Oh, uh, those too. Yeah, Revenants, yeah. I use Atreus like a motherfucker. In Revenant fights, and again, now that I know that that the, it makes those fights almost trivial, it's so much easier. But I carry that mentality all the way through. Anything I'm fighting, I use him. I use his bolts. I've upgraded him, so he has very low uh, reload time. So hell yeah. So I'm fighting her, 
dying, fight, die, fight, die. And I was starting to get pissed off. It's like, because I, I, I was trying everything around the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to move all, okay, she's doing it. Let me run all, like, if this the arena was square and she was doing it at one corner, I ran all the way back to the opposite corner, made it in time, still o- AOE, still die. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that is completely undodgeable. I tried blocking to see if maybe it would, if, if that is a death move, maybe it will do like three quarters damage or some shit. Nope. Blocking didn't do a damn thing. You're dead. I forget how, but just by sheer accident, I had fired the right bolt at the right time and it knocked her down. She came out of it. I was like, well, fucking duh. Of course you got to interrupt it. Now I know. But every other fight after that, when she would go for it, he would already had a boat in her. He was already shooting one out. So I would, and it was doing nothing, like nothing. Uh, and also, I use the the Atreus move that I have stuck with is the the uh, crows, the one that shoots out of like 10, mm-hmm. 20 ele- crows, and they're electrical, so they stun. If that is going on, you can't shoot a bow. I mean, you can, but again, it, if she is already taking some kind of damage like that, his damage won't do anything. So then I said, okay, if I fire an electrical bolt, she's already taking electrical damage. And then she starts to move. What if I swap the arrow to the other type and fire that off? Nope, didn't do anything. So I finally calmed myself and just strategically fought it out and strategically won. But yes, these Valkyries are designed to be difficult. They are designed mm-hmm. as, as extra content, hard shit. You have to... I'm definitely getting the sense that while some of them may have some similar attacks and similar patterns, you need to get good at all of them almost individually. Yeah. You have to treat you have to pretty much treat them all as their own fight. You can't walk in there and go, okay, well I'm gonna use basically all the same shit. Because they're gonna hit you with something different, something more, and you have to get good at them individually. Yeah, that's also you have more <laughs> because there's 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 one after. So Yeah, there's um and that that was my approach to it, you know. At first I was like, Alright, I'm just gonna go in here, do this thing, fight, 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 you know, and as I kept dying. I was like, all right, obviously there's something to the pattern, but I'm getting overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me go try another. So I actually have an index card on my desk with all the Valkyries names as I found them mm-hmm. and what I rated them on a scale from easy to extra hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is not going well. I'm going to go back and go to a different one. See if it's easier or harder. Okay, this one's easier. <laughs> I'm going to knock it out. Um, and a couple of them I did really quick. Move on. Okay, this one's a little bit harder, but it's manageable. So I've now I have all of these labeled other than the one I haven't unlocked yet by killing them all. And okay, I know when I beat the easy ones, I'm good. I beat the medium ones. All right, good. Move on to hard. Okay. Um, and that's where I am now on the ones I consider hard. And like I said, that one was hard only because of the revive issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that move, I'm currently working on the one in Muspelheim. Uh, it's it's essentially the final trial. Because um, I completed up to that point and didn't get the trophy for completing all the trials. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, I think the trophy was actually just for reaching the top. So I think I did get that. Or no, that was in-game. That was an mm-hmm. in-game thing was reaching the top. The trophy is for completing the trials. Yeah. And I don't think I get that until I kill the Valkyrie. 
Yeah. Um, but man, that's the one, that's the first one I've encountered where I have yet to figure out how to counter a move. Um, and it's one of those drops down, does AOE damage, and I know if you're far enough away, it won't hurt you, but that's not usually an option. Yeah. It's an option only maybe 25% of the time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've done is, all right, I don't even do full combos on this uh, Valkyrie anymore. I do hit, hit, run away while it's recovering. Mm -hmm. Because also your distance impacts the pattern of the boss. If you're within range, they'll do different attacks compared to when you're far away sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Right. So I'm like, all right, she'll do this move even if I'm across the board. So it's not only when I'm up close, but she's likely to do it more often when I'm up close too. Yeah. So I'm going to hit, hit, run away. Hit, hit, run away. I'm not going to unleash a full combo because I'm setting myself up for failure. Because not only Mm -hmm. is that move dangerous, but the closer I am, the more likely I am to get the melee combo that they do instead of a ranged combo. And the melee combo isn't bad overall until you get to the ones that have the more advanced things. Because you may get a blockable or a parryable um, attack, or you may get the unblockable, or you may have a choice between two of them. And you have to split second decide which one am I, am I blocking or not? You know, am I running? Because... If you parry at the wrong time, not going to work. If you move out of the way at the wrong time, still going to get hit. And certain moves, you have to move, you have to dodge in a certain direction. Yeah. If you dodge back, you're going to get hit. You dodge left, you're going to get hit. You dodge right, you're good. So it's like, okay, I got to figure all this out. And then uh, trying to manage the mechanics. And like I said, I'm at the point where it's insta-death for me. Mm-hmm. being on the hardest difficulty is bad with these Valkyries. Yeah. So bad. Um, I watched, uh, I briefly popped into a stream, uh, someone playing God of War, only because I saw that they were on the uh, fight where you're fighting the brothers at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember that. That was a pain. I literally finished that fight with barely being able to see my health. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like, oh, he hit me and then I hit him and he died. It was like I got hit and I had about 15 seconds of pure stress with barely being able to see my health before yeah. I finished the fight off. Yeah. It was not cool. It was not fun because um, I'd been doing it for so long after that. But watch the guy on stream doing it. He's like, oh, got hit. Oh, got hit. I was like, I would have died already. And he just mm-hmm. continues on and then beats the fight. I'm like, what a joke. Yeah. That's nothing like what I went up against, you know, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, I, I'm definitely, you know, regretting playing on the hardest difficulty, but I made it through and I've got, you know, technically three Valkyries to go and I will have all the, well, most of the combat related things done in the game. Mm-hmm. The thing beside the Valkyries I have to do is, the uh, mist, the uh, rifts there, mm-hmm. dealing with all the fog. I've unlocked all the chests, and I've done the first uh, realm tear. I have two okay. more to go. Okay. Um, that's one of the Valkyries I killed there, so they're really done with the area other than two tears. Um, and once those are done, Valkyries are basically all I have other than the tears. Yeah. Because the Valkyries finish off the map, 
the Valkyries are a trophy. Technically two trophies if that's the final one for the trial. When I kill that one, I should pop two trophies, unless there's something afterwards. Um, and that'll be it. I'll be 100% done with the game. Nice. But I actually took a break from it. Um, first, I took a break on Sunday for doing some world building. And then Tuesday, I was like, I'm just going to ease back. Or actually, I think it was last night. I was like, I'm just going to, because Wednesday is when I beat, uh, I think, three Valkyries Wednesday night or two Valkyries Wednesday night. And I was like, all right, I need to take a break. <laughs> I've been grinding these. Um, so yesterday, I didn't even load up God of War other than to see if you'd played, um, see where you were at on it. Because I noticed, I was like, oh, wait, this is saying that Michael hasn't been on, even on his PS4 in two days. Yeah. What is this madness? I thought about going on, uh, I thought about starting up uh, Mighty Number no. 9 to get that review shit out of the way. Just to, <laughs> just to be like, this motherfucker went from God Award to Mighty Number no. 9? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <gasps> like you said, great game. Um, I do still feel that I missed out on some of the enjoyment because of the difficulty I'm playing on. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know that I'll go back and play it anymore. I think with the way things ended up, and what I, the way I basically walked away from the ending, how I felt walking away from the ending, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. That, that was my big takeaway from it. That's, again, what, what solidified and justified me putting the game down, is that I've got all I wanted out of this game. You know, this is not a super open world, super oper- open-ended. This is not Just Cause 2. You know, this is not fucking Grand Theft Auto V, where even that, even when I beat the main story of Grand Theft Auto V, I didn't, number one, I'm going to not take it online and play it, but I didn't go around the world after. When I got the story of Grand Theft Auto V, because the story was good, I was done. I felt like mm-hmm. I got enough, I, I played enough afterward where I got what I wanted. I was like, all right, I'm good. Same way with this. With the way that this game was presented as a solid package of a game, I got my I got my I got my worth out of it, and if I go back and play it in the future, it'll be because I want to go through it again. I just want to experience it again, or I want to uh, do it at a higher difficulty, or I just want to play it again. It's not a oh man, I missed out so much. I felt like I got everything I needed. The game gave me what I wanted and needed, and I'm good for a while, which is fine. You know, there are lots of games that I have played multiple times, and there are lots of games that I've played for multiple hours upon beating a game. This wasn't one of them, but that's not a negative thing. Because what it gave me when I played it was mm, so good. It was yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, I, uh, I will say that this is a game I stubbornly want to 100%. Mm-hmm. I've gone this far. I'm on the hardest difficulty. If I can finish all these Valkyries, get that platinum trophy, and say I did it on the hardest difficulty, I'll be happy. Yeah. And I want that. So... <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to put down the game completely until I do. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're way past the point of no return, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, like I said, after those first three hours when I had the choice, I was like, all right, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. Um, and I didn't, so here I am. Um, so last night I did pick up, barely worth mentioning, I loaded up uh, GTA Five online. I was like, you know what? I want to do a couple of races, see if... Because I know they've added some new race modes and stuff. 
to the audience, I swear we did not we not we did not plan this. I just brought up GTA Five just yeah. for reference. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I loaded up, spent about thirty minutes playing. I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> just did some races because uh, I still don't have really have any desire to do the multiplayer stuff, as in the missions, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to do it with randoms. Um, and because it had been so long since I even touched the game, when I loaded up a race, I was like, all right, trigger is gas, right? It's not something odd in this game. And I did a race, <clears throat> which involved one of the new vehicles that can go underwater. Mm-hmm. And But you have to change the mode of it. Ah. I finished the race in last because I couldn't figure out how to change the mode of the vehicle. <laughs> I was literally sitting there underwater, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I literally pressed every button on the controller, but because I pressed some at different times, all it was was A. All I had to do was press A, oh. and that's all it took. I was like, really? And I had actually reset my car, drove off into the water again, and it came up on screen going, hey, to change the mode of your car, press A. Like, you game. You couldn't tell me that the first time I was down there for like 20 seconds mashing everything? God. So I did one more race that I knew would not have any transformations in it. I actually did two more after that. So I did like three races total. Um, Did okay. Didn't, you know, uh, completely fail any race. I did that race. I did DNF by, I think, half a second. I was at the finish line. Um when I DNF'd, but the other two went through. I finished second in one of them, so I didn't do bad. Nice. But I was like, all right, that's enough. I'm done. I don't really feel like playing anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I have been doing again all week is watching stuff, in particular MCU-related stuff. Oh, yeah. So I watched, uh, because last week, if you remember, I left off with Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. And... So I was back to the TV series at that point. Um, I watched Daredevil season two, which I enjoyed a lot more than season one. Um, the action definitely picked up. The story is interesting. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I was really confused by what was happening. And then they clarified and you saw things that were happening. It's like, Oh, okay, now it makes sense. Um, But overall, solid season. Um, I can't wait to see what happens after that. Uh, The the way they're doing the villains, because when you think of certain, uh, this goes across any, uh, you know, company, Marvel, DC, etc. You have these iconic villains. And season one, you're like, oh, hey, this is the... This is the main villain. They portray him very early on as the villain. Um, you don't even see him, though. You don't get any screen time with him for a large part of the first season. And you're like, okay, I think I know who they're talking about as far as a character goes. Knowing a little bit about the background of Daredevil, like, I bet that that's character. And it doesn't, it never happens in season one. You're like, okay, so I guess he's not the character I thought he was. But season two, you get a new villain, things escalate, and then there's more revealed. And it's like, okay, I got it. I dig it. Let's continue. Um, So I'm much more 
on board the uh, Daredevil train than I was after season one. Gotcha. Um, I did have a moment where I actually spoiled myself on something because I was impatient. And I was like, this character, I know this character. I was like, was he in a different movie I watched or different series, you know, or something from season one that I don't remember? So I actually looked him up and I know that was a bad idea from the start. I was like, (laughs) I just can't let this go. I have to look this up because I know I'm forgetting him from somewhere because the name is familiar. The face is familiar. I was like, I've seen this character before. And sure enough, it's like, yeah, this is the character that does this, blah, blah, blah. And it was literally 15 seconds before the episode told me who he was. <laughs> I was like, touche. I deserve that. Yeah. Um, like, what, you don't trust us, man? Come on. So it at least wasn't a bad spoiler. It was literally like 15 seconds worth of spoiled uh, stuff. Yeah. But I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's solid. I watched after that. <clears throat> so continuing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was this little, and I didn't know it was this until I actually went to watch it. It's actually a small YouTube series they did for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot. Oh. And it's a small little, it doesn't, it's six episodes long, but they're not full episodes. They are little three to four minute segments so you don't even get a full episode's worth when you combine them all really yeah um they just go into the background of something that happens and it was very odd and i don't know i don't think i'm a fan of it the way they did it because i don't know when it takes place i'm watching this in according to the timeline so by the timeline this is happening between seasons three and four that's the where it belongs in the canon timeline but even with that knowing that i was like this doesn't make sense because it's showing me scenes or characters that aren't where it's portraying them at so it's like is this it's like a combination of flashback with present time but where season three leaves off one of the characters isn't there isn't with the main group isn't with the team anymore yeah but in slingshot they're with the team it's like okay so is this like before the because you know at the end of the episode they show a little bit of the next episode or something that little teaser i'll take your word for it i'm guessing i mean this is in general a lot of shows do that they give you a little teaser for the next one i'm guessing this is technically supposed to be before that teaser in the episode Mm, so this is like this happened before that person left the team and went on their own thing um, so like, eh, they could have done that a little bit better. Still watched it. I mean, it was a whole, whole like 12 minutes worth of stuff to watch. So why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, watch that, uh, watched agents of shield season four. And this is a, another good season from them. I talked about it before their pacing, mm-hmm. their seasons are long They're It's like 20 something episodes. Mm-hmm. And but it deserves it. It was action after action after action, engaging story, engaging plot. <clears throat> the finale was ridiculous for the season. Um, I can't wait to get to the next one and see what is going on because this because this is ongoing. They just they cliffhanger it so bad. <laughs> um, there's so much unanswered 
And that was before they even got to the part where it's like, oh, this is, you know, the teaser for the next episode, which in this case is the next season. This is before that. This is supposedly the resolution of season four before they get into five, which is trailer covers. I'm like, but, but all this is happening. What, what, what's going on? I need more. (laughs) So it was really good finale. Really good. Um, and the season as a whole was solid. There were a couple moments where I was like, okay, I get it. Sure. But overall, very solid as well. Um, I watched Dr. Strange. Nice. Um, which I know very, very little about Dr. Strange as a whole. Um, I know roughly about the ancient one. That's something I've heard before. Um, the, I didn't know anything about the, about Dr. Strange, you know, his background, how he became Dr. Strange, any of that. So this was a very eye opening movie. Um, I'm really curious now to go back and see how much of it follows comic book. Um, cause it, it, it started out kind of slow and I was like, I don't quite get where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, until it happened. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it that way. Until it happened, I was like, okay, I get it now. Um, <laughs> and then after that point, it got so much better. I was like, yes. okay, this is cool. And then at the very end, where they mention a certain thing, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> I really get it now. Yeah. Um, so it was a weak start but a hell of an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was happy with that. Um, I didn't, I guess I did see where the time skip happened, but it seemed not that big of a time skip. So I don't know that it was worth me not watching earlier because mm-hmm. I watched it at the point where it said the ending was, um, or where on the timeline, Dr. Strange ended so that if something happened in between, in that time skip time frame, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, so I literally watched it when I was in the middle of season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because like at this episode, this episode is where Doctor Strange ends. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. up to that point and then watch Doctor Strange and then finish season four. Um, I didn't feel like that was necessary at all. So a little annoyed by that, really. Um, but whatever. Um, that's, uh, my order of watching thing, nothing negative about either show, um, or movie, I should say. Mm-hmm. And today I started watching Luke Cage. Now I mentioned last week that I watched Jessica Jones and I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, the way this starts, I was like, okay, cool. And then there was a scene and I was like, really, we're getting into this gratuitous crap again. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Is this going to be because it's following the same? He's one of the characters that's in the other one. So, yeah. and Jessica Jones. So, eh. But that was it. I think there was one other time that they showed nice. a little bit of a scene, but I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is. And they didn't show as much. So I was like, okay, the. Yep. That's happening. Move on. Cool. I wonder got if it. In the actual release time of those series, like they got feedback from people and they redacted that you know they, they they pulled it back after hearing like maybe maybe uh, feedback from the audiences maybe um 
I mean, that's quite possible, but it's also because it doesn't seem as relevant in any yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, because in Jessica Jones, there was a lot going on. In uh, Luke Cage, two times it happens. That's it. There are no story reasons for it to happen after that. Um, and it's actually part of the story that's not happening. Nice. So it's like, nice. okay, cool, got it. Um, I am only halfway through season one, mm-hmm. enjoying it. It's so much better than Jessica Jones. Um, <laughs> the The story around the character, around Luke Cage, is so much better in my opinion. Um, it, it just feels overall more solid. Um, and I'm glad. Uh, it looks like they learned from Jessica Jones, or maybe it's just because the character is that different, that it's that more uh, fits a series that much better, so to speak. Not that the production's bad, but that the character itself is a better one to base a series on. Um, yeah. So that, I literally paused it when you're like, hey, you're ready? I was like, okay. I'll pause my show. Because uh, I... I'm so curious. This is so. This is one of those things where the pacing is very interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, mm-hmm. forgot to mention that as well, because it's like, okay, I've got a villain. All right, cool. That's over. Wait, what? We're only like a few episodes in. <laughs> the season's 22 episodes long. What's happening? The other. One? I'm on literally episode 12, and there's so many villains that I'm like, okay. Um, Okay, so I just, I, uh, there is no central villain overall. I'm just, okay, cool. Just going to watch one episode at a time, see what happens. Don't expect anyone to be there the next episode that's there this episode. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, it's a very interesting experience as opposed to, all right, here's the build up, deal with the bad guy in the last episode or the last couple episodes and move on to the next bad guy in the next season. This is no, everything's happening at once. These characters are coming in when, it's appropriate. They're not wasting time. They're not drawing out this encounter with this guy to five episodes when it's done in two. So I, so far I think the pacing is good. It's different, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, is there anything else I did this week? I was really productive at work this week. Um, <laughs> so that kind of took away for some of my time. I actually was telling my other half about this. I was like, you know, I was working and I was making a lot of progress. And then I looked at the clock and realized I should have stopped working two hours ago. Um, so I was like, yeah, okay. Yep. Turn that off. Move on to a game. <laughs> um, Happens to the best of us, man. Yeah. That's one of the things about working from home. It's like, all right, here's my schedule. It's gonna, my work day ends at this time because I started at this time. But then once I'm being productive, I'm like, I'm really being productive. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to stop. But uh, I think that's it for my week. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we will get to this week's topic. Uh, maybe, may not be as a lengthy one as our <laughs> usual topics are. But, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this may be the harder. This is actually kind of two topics. Yeah. We just, we just flip-flop the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's topic is, uh, is things we liked and games we didn't like. 
Now, this wasn't. This isn't necessarily a all-inclusive list. This is not a mm-hmm. we perused the uh, worst games of all times list, and you know the popular bad games. This is more of a list of games that we didn't like, and things that moments, bosses, levels, items, whatever things we did like in those games. Uh, we will have a future topic that will basically be the inverse of this. Uh, games we love that had shit that we hated. However wording we choose to put on it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, first the first iteration of this topic was uh, good levels and bad games. Or uh, levels you love or levels you like and games you hate or dislike. Right. And we expanded that to uh, good moments and bad games. And that helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, me, me as well. Uh, because it, this is, this is a, definitely a memory jogger for me Mm -hmm. and, uh, specifically making it specifically about just levels or areas or whatever is proving very difficult, but just pointing out things that I liked in games that I didn't like while, uh, yeah, that made it easier, Mm -hmm. made it a lot easier. Um, I guess since I posed the list, I'll throw out my first one. Sure. Uh, as as fans of the of the podcast will know, I'm a I'm a very big Mega Man fan. Uh, I love the Mega Man franchise. Uh, it's very there. There are some games that I don't care for. I mean, I don't care for the kart racing game because I'm not a big racing game guy. And that's uh, Mario Kart. That is not unfortunately Mario <laughs> Soccer. Don't care for it because I don't really care for sports games in general. There, I can I can point out some Mega Man games that are just off my radar. But in general, the core series and the x series a lot of a lot of fucking gems in there a lot of great games in those series and a lot of bad ones too arguably bad games uh specifically in the x in the x franchise uh x7 uh x5 6 and 7 generally not just from my standpoint but just the general audience has uh not not too not too many good things to say about them I will say that I have played through X7 for all of about an hour and have not went any further. Uh, a lot of design choices I didn't like. The voice acting is, again, I don't need voice acting in my Mega Man games. Several of them have it, but I don't, I don't need it. Uh, fun fact, though, I do like the voice. This is gonna this is going to piss people off. They're going to think <laughs> I'm trying to be contrarian, but I swear to God, I'm not. I liked Mega Man 8, and I didn't mind the voice acting in 8. It's There's a lot of bad points, a lot of fuck-ups in it. I'll give you that. But the charm of 8 has always endured to me for whatever reason. Um, I have... I I mean, I own most every Mega Man game a lot around, and I have played X5 and X6 a handful of times. I'd, I'd have to go back and go through them step-by-step step and describe the, the design choices I didn't care for, the changes and additions that I just didn't care for. But of those two games, uh, I did find a gem moment, I guess you'd say, in X uh, in X6 that I did like. That that would be the Duff McWhalen stage. Uh, now I know that Mega Man the X titles definitely have a lot of uh, title odd names. I think Mega Man X. I think this is the Mega Man that had the. Mavericks that were named after Ace uh, Guns and Roses uh, members. I think that's correct. 
that name never bothered me. The, the the naming conventions of Mega Man games never really bothered me too much. But again, it's it's the core concepts, the core aspects that uh, I didn't care for. Um, so Mega Man, I, I'm sorry, I said six. This is Mega Man X Five. Mega Man X Five. Um, when I got into Duff McWhalen's stage, the music is what got me. The music was the ah uh, that. Oh, all right, guys. That's fucking good. It is a it is a a PlayStation One remix of uh, Bubble Crab's music from Mega Man X Two. Uh, I like that. I like that callback. I like that they did that. The level itself very mediocre. You're basically chasing down this. Uh, you're running from and chasing down and and also simultaneously destroying this big submarine uh this this big boat essentially throughout the level not too difficult the gimmick is not all that great but the fact that i was playing this on another generation up and that was the first time i have to i have to really sit down and dig through my memory to, to remember another time this happened but where they took a previous game's music and remixed it into a newer game so that was a 16-bit uh sound file that was remixed into a PlayStation sound file and handled very well and I, I just going into that level for the first time I was like oh that's so cool I really like that and I, I've kept that ever since I always get a good tickle a warm feeling every time I go into Duff McWhalen stage for all the downsides that X5 and X6 have and again I don't, I don't necessarily hate X5 and X6 I really didn't care for X7. The fact that I didn't make it that far in that game tells the truth. I'd have to make it further in X7 to find any, I guess, good good redeeming points. But I remember this from X5 fondly. So that's just one of mine. Just something that I enjoyed from a game that I necessarily didn't really didn't really care for. How about you, Chris? All right. Um, out of curiosity. A little behind the scenes thing. How many things do you have on your list? Uh, that's one. I have two, three, four, five, five all together. Okay, I have four, so I guess I didn't do too bad. Though mine aren't. I'm sure mine aren't going to be nearly as good as yours, aside from the one I'm saving for last. Me. Um, so starting out with the worst answer for the, today's topic, um, did you ever play an Xbox 360 game called Blue Dragon? I did not. I've okay. heard about it. I know that's the RPG, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I I was on the cusp of playing that several times. I was on the verge of buying that several times, but mm-hmm. I was never I never had that push to get it. Yeah, I think I got it in a on a discount sale or something, you know, GameStop. I used to buy a lot of their uh 10 bucks and less games cuz it'd be like, okay, I can get six games for 20 bucks or 30 bucks and so much uh, more value than buying one game for 60 bucks a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this is how I got this game, but overall it's just because of an RPG, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm always open for an RPG. The game as a whole, and I don't actually have one individual moment to call out for this game, but the game as a whole wasn't great. Yeah, um, that's, that's I, the gist I got after the fact. Yeah, I got. I actually went online earlier looking to see what did this game actually have a rating of. You know, what what do people think of this game? And 
<clears throat> there's a website, something it's like GameRankings.com or something like that. It actually aggregates all the reviews uh-huh. and gives a total. And with 65 reviews, um, it ended up with a 76% rating out of 100. So, like, that's not actually terrible. That's, that's, that's not terrible um, at all, yeah. I was looking at achievements on a different site. Uh, it's like xboxachievements.org or something like that that lets you track your achievements, and they give you guides and walkthroughs on how to get certain achievements. Um, I used that back in the day before using um, true achievements and true uh-huh. trophies. Uh, so I went on there, and apparently back whenever I played it, I rated it at 80%, mm-hmm. um, which isn't terrible, but I felt that I was just brute-forcing my way through the game after a certain point. Wow. Um, you want to know my number one thing that comes to mind when I think of the game? What's that? There were enemies that were swirls of poop. What? Literally swirls of poop enemies. And not just once, reskins, recolorings of them throughout the entire game. I was like, am I really fighting this? And it's just <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's one of those games where it's, you can't really, aside from the literal poop enemies, it's one of those things where you can't really point out that one thing that really was bad about the game mm-hmm. is that overall everything was just mediocre. Yeah. Um, and the worst part about it is I hundred percent the game <laughs> and this is not a quick game to hundred percent. I think this is one where I actually left my controller rubber banded for something I had to grind out. Um, and I hundred percent it. So it had some redeeming qualities. I'm sure there were those moments, you know, it's an RPG. So, um, when I was looking at the stuff, trying to refresh my memory, <laughs> one of the articles said that um, it was pointed out there were no big reveals. There were no super dramatic moments, um, but 100% the game. So I guess I had to like something about it. I think the fact <laughs> that this, uh, this game, if I remember right, this is a very early RPG release for the 360. I think this is like uh, a year or two after the... It was. I actually have the wiki open still. It was 2007, August 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it was also packaged with uh, the 360, and that sold out in Japan or something like that. It was ridiculous when I was reading that. So do you have any specific... is is your mo- is your good thing from a bad game just the fact that you hundred percented it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there it was. It was enough Something of an experience. Kept you going. Yeah, I, and it was that it was one of those games where when I got to the last ten percent of playing the game, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I shouldn't be doing this anymore. But I'm just too stubborn at that point, you know. Like yeah. with God of War, I'm past that point of no return. I've committed this much time. I'm going to finish it. Otherwise, all this time was wasted. I know I've done this before with with other games where it's been like mediocre to whatever, but I've completed it all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Congratulations, Blue Dragon, for hooking another one. <laughs> so my next one on the list, and again, this is going to sound like it's fucking controversial, especially because this game had a re-release. I think it was last year, year before. Okay. Super Nintendo game. 
Bubsy Claws Encounters of the Third Kind. This is a very... This was one of several... uh, Zool also comes to mind. Mediocre platform games that I played way back in my high school days. Literally because there was nothing else. This was one of those games where, like, it was... I borrowed it. Uh, For those that that weren't around for our intro podcast episode, for me and Chris, or me and Adam, either way, I mentioned that a lot of the games that I played in my grade school and high school years, a lot, and I'm talking like 90, 85-90% of my library, were games that I played because I borrowed them from other people. I would literally play every game a friend of mine would have. Like, I, ha- I would have one friend that had five Super Nintendo games, and that's it. I borrow all five of them. I had another friend that had, like, 12. I borrow every other one that that guy didn't have. Like, I just, I, and so on and so forth. And as it, as it was, uh, just people just didn't always have a, a huge eclectic library of games. They would just, either they, they weren't game savvy enough to know what they had or maybe their parents just bought them for them or maybe they bought them in a garage sale and it was like you know five for 20 here's a bundle whatever (laughs) and one of them yeah was Zool a very underwhelming platformer and another one was Bubsy Claws Encounters of the Fur Kind and the memory the 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 cool thing in this game for me it's not really a moment it's the it's almost I'm gonna get I'm gonna get killed for this (laughs) <laughs> this game kind of had the Sonic the Hedgehog problem where I remember the very first level of this game. I was either too nice or too naive or I just didn't have enough around me or I was just I had a fucking fever and I had to play everything so I didn't care. I finally remember playing the first level of this Bubsy game repeatedly a lot. Uh, for several reasons, I didn't make it too far in this game. Maybe third level at the most. Uh, has a lot of control issues. Very floaty. Uh, one hit death kind of things. Uh, fall fall damage, fall death. Uh, your hitbox as Bubsy to get hit by things was very questionable at times. So I never made it too far. But I remember playing through the first level of this game. I can actually hear the first level music in my head right now. And I remember the graphics, the way they were. The, the There was color and design to the first level for what it was. And I enjoyed it. I had a good time playing through the first level of that game over and over again. Um, I since moved on and played other platformers and ended up giving that game back after, you know, whatever amount of time. Never beat it again. Never made it too far. But for whatever reason, that first level captured me. Uh, in in hindsight, now I have not played that game. I think since high school, not because the game is bad, not because the game is super unpopular now. And again, uh, Bubsy got a remake. Uh, I want to say it was last year. I want to say it was 2017. Out of fucking nowhere, N- nobody asked for that game that I know of, <laughs> and that brought up a lot of memories from people, a lot of reviews from people saying, "Yeah, the Bubsy games have always been horrible." Especially the 3D game. Now, I can look at Bubsy 3D and I know for a fact that game looks like utter dog shit garbage. <laughs> this game, it wasn't that it was garbage. It was just meh. It was more like a shrug your shoulders platformer. It was a bottom of the barrel. If I had nothing else to go to, it would suffice platformer. But I remember having fun with the first level for the colors and the music. And before all of Bubsy's little quips got annoying, 
uh, had a decent enough time. That was my good takeaway from a bad game. Now, I say this Sonic the Hedgehog problem with as much respect to Sonic as I can because this is something that I've mentioned before on one of our other episodes is that I, I and millions of gamers remember Sonic the Hedgehog 1. They remember Green Hill Zone. That's mm-hmm. for many reasons people didn't make it past that area. But they and they will always remember that first area. The music, the speed that they were trying to portray. Once I got past that area, once I got past that zone, and once I got past the first or maybe even second, if it I think they I think Bubsy also divided up into two per but I, I really can't remember. Once I made it past the first stage, eh, it was whatever. So yeah. That's my Bubsy Claws Encounters of the Third Kind <laughs> plug as much as I care to give it. Again, I didn't super hate this game. I know it's become a target lately, especially mm-hmm. with the remake, but uh, meh. That's about what I'd say. No. How about you? So, on PlayStation, you maybe played this. Did you play Destruction Derby? Uh, I played. Was it Destruction or Demolition Derby? Oh, sorry, Demolition Derby was probably what yes, it's called. Yeah, I did. I think I think Andy had this. Game I think he did. Um, yes, he I was did. actually looking my through my case earlier, and I don't think I saw it in there. So it must have been one he had that I played. Yep. Because um, that's that's how I was on research for this episode. I was like, my God, I have no idea. Um, I literally looked at my Steam library, looked at my online uh, Xbox One library, and I was like. Huh. Topic I look panic mood. I looked at my shelf with all my physical cases. I even went back and got my case with all my PlayStation and Dreamcast games in it. And I was like, all right, come on, is there anything in here I can use? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Demolition Derby. Not that game, but there's a game on Steam, which it's still in alpha or beta. I think it's even alpha stage. Um, but it's called Wreckfest. Okay. And it is obviously not a done game, and it is very apparent. So this is it's not a great game. But there is something fun about just wrecking cars. Yeah. I loaded the I game agree. up, and I was like, I remember this from Demolition Derby. Yep. This is fun. Um, I, remember, I remember Demolition Derby, specifically the bowl. Mm-hmm. Where it would have like the 10, 20, whatever cars lined up and they're ready to just all go downhill, three, two, one, go, and they all race downhill. And you're like, this is only going to end in a pile of cars. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, I know the idea is we're all going to veer off to the side and get away from each other and drive around this <laughs> bowl, but there's a lot of fucking destruction going to happen right off the, right at the oh, beginning. Yeah. Um, loading up breakfast, I had that moment where I was like, I remember this. I love this. This is fun. Um, when the game's done, I hope it can uh, continue on with that and actually be more than just a little bit of nostalgia for Demolition Derby back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, but just loading it up, that moment of going, this is familiar. This is fun. I like this. Yeah. Um, that was my moment for that game. <laughs> I've got another contra- controversial one here. Uh, I don't know how controversial it's going to be for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've had discussion before about about this game, though. Final Fantasy Thirteen. Okay. Have you played Thirteen? Oh yeah, I hundred percent. I believe. Uh, okay. 
we officially can't talk anymore. So <laughs> it's been a good podcast, everybody. Thanks for subscribing and uh, catching us, kid. So Final Fantasy Thirteen. This is one of my notorious games right here. As in, I made it way, way beyond the point of no return and still quit. There's only <laughs> one other game that uh, that's come close to that. I I don't know how far I was into 13 before I quit. I want to say it was actually around this area. I think this area that I'm about to talk about was the area that I was like, oh, wow, this is actually cool. But mm-hmm. I did not finish 13. I got to some point in that game and I just said, I'm fucking done. I don't care. I've, I've actually lost the story thread like five hours into this game. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know where we are. I don't know why we're doing what we're doing. I don't care about half these characters. I don't care about the story. I'm being railroaded through a lot of this, both in story and in gameplay design, level design. Uh, some of the battle was the, some of the battle mechanics were okay, mm-hmm. but I just I was just with this game. I just I just yep. gave it up. I quit. Thirteen hours, I believe that was what I recall saying when you know someone was asking when does it open up, and I yeah. was like. I don't know. I played it. I was looked at my time. I was like, 13 hours. It took 13 hours for the game to open up. Yep. The uh, the one the one cool thing, as I mentioned earlier about this game, the one the when I got to this area, I was like, this is cool as shit. Was Pulse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's called Pulse or Grand Pulse or or I, I want to say Pulse is what it was called. I mean, Pulse is fine. I think technically it did have the Grand before it or whatever, yeah. but. But those that have played the game and those that would go research or go watch a let's play or whatever, when you get when you pulse is the area and it's well distinguished from everything else. It is, yeah. it is a large, wide open area with several. It has a very Xenoblade Chronicles flavor to it, as in there are there are monsters there that you should fight. There are there are roaming monsters that the, the area has a life of its own. There are monsters there that are way outside of your level when you get to that zone. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a huge, gigantic mammoth towering, uh, like extra, like kind of hidden boss. It's very difficult, and again, way outside of your fucking pay grade. The open aspect, the open-ended aspect of this area, I thought was really cool. I was, I had a, I spent a good three or four hours in this area alone just fucking about just finding monsters and leveling myself up learning the patterns there because there's roaming there's kind of roaming monsters too where like they have their own like life they have their own little pattern of what they where where they go where they roam what they Mm -hmm. do figuring out where to go figuring out my limits trying to see where i could kind of game the area and and level it you know if if i could fight a, a really super powerful thing once or twice and get a lot more experience and weighing out the disadvantages, advantages of doing that, I had some I had some fun in Pulse. And again, I'm sorry, I don't even have I don't even have the Xbox 360 that that game had a save on, so I cannot tell you if how far either in that area or past that area I quit the game. But that the 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 joy I felt in that area was not enough for me to want to to want to continue that game, and I did not. But I did have fun impulse for what mm-hmm. it's worth. I yeah. felt that I feel that a lot of a lot of Final Fantasies could take note from just from Pulse's design. And again, I t- if, if if for anybody that's played Xenoblade Chronicles or any games like that, that's that's what it was designed around. It's 
it's a explore this wide open area and it has its own little secrets its own little but it has its own life and there are enemies in your air there's enemies in your level enemies above your level yeah sure it's just it's, that was cool so. yeah i uh <clears throat> i i thought about thinking of maybe adding something from one of the uh 13 games because mm-hmm. i'm i think i 100 percent all three of them if i'm not mistaken um i <clears throat> i'll throw this out there i it takes a lot for me to quit a game um if it's not obvious from my blue dragon experience i 100 percent it out of sheer willpower and stubbornness yeah i will probably do that with god of war not that it's a bad game but that i probably should stop playing because yeah. i'm literally spending hours on one fight yeah. And at a point, I'm sitting here looking at just on my desk, six PS4 games I should be playing through. And that's yeah, not yeah. counting the virtual ones I have downloaded to the console right now. I still need to play through as well. Yeah, you got to so, go back through uh, Persona 5 again. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, not 100% that already. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, I, I could have picked something from one of the 13 games, I'm sure, but there wasn't a lot that immediately came to mind that happened. I don't have a very good memory for video games. Yeah. I play them, I enjoy them while I'm playing them. When it's over, I'm like, yeah, I remember a couple things that happened. It has to be a really, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? A real... Memorable? Uh, yes, memorable. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. A moment for me to remember it. Uh, or a game as a whole, I should say, for me to remember more. Yeah. I think God of War is going to be one of those mm-hmm. that had a lot of moments in it. And even still playing, I remember a lot of things that have happened. Um, and those come back up in my mind as I'm doing things. I'm like, yeah, this happened to seven. Okay. Thinking about story and plot. I don't usually do that. I play so many games. I just move on and I can't hold all that in my head. Yeah. Um, this is, a, this is a challenging topic anyway. I mean, you got to think, the odds are against you when you're when you're making when you're thinking of games in this topic because mm-hmm. it's telling you to remember bad games. Yeah. If there were bad games, with a few exceptions in my life, if I do quit them or I don't want to play them, I just don't play them. So finding the the oh cool moments in them, that's rough. <laughs> that's yeah. hard. Um on to my next game. <clears throat> Super Mario sixty four DS. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Let, I'm, I'm gonna make you defend this, but go ahead. So, I love Super Mario sixty four. Okay, it's an amazing game. You're good. And I, I've talked about this a little bit before, but the DS game is not good. They you have different characters you can play as. The controls aren't the same. It is not, I didn't make it, I don't think I played the first world, which I don't even think they match up um, to completion. Mm-hmm. It was not the same experience at all. Um, but this is a similar to Wreckfest, where it was that nostalgia moment. I enter the world, and at first appearances, it does look pretty similar. Yeah. So getting that, I was like, I'm back. I'm back in the kingdom. I'm ready to kick some Bowser butt. Um, but beyond that moment, I just sighed and eventually went, well, I guess this is a waste of money. Wow. And put it on my shelf and I haven't touched it since. 
that much of a disappointment, huh? Yeah, I the guess, controls I guess in, com- in comparison to the the actual sixty four game. Yeah, and if if it was just the controls, that'd be one thing because I understand going from a ridiculously designed Nintendo sixty four controller that it was to a DS handheld device. Right. You know, it doesn't. You don't have the same buttons. You don't have the same uh, sticks. I think there's there are two sticks, so you at least have that. But it's not. Um, well, sixty four only had one stick. Yeah. Um, but it, it just overall felt weird. Um, and then the fact that you're you have different characters you can play as, um, and there were too many changes. Yeah. Yeah. I just I was like, nope. I would much rather go find the game somewhere buy it, you know, eBay, whatever, and hook up my 64 and play it, then deal with this garbage. Yeah. Um, but that moment of nostalgia was awesome. That kind of, that reminds me, actually, uh, I, I want to say it was the second one. Maybe it was the first one, but t- going back to my original with Mega Man X5 and the mm-hmm. Duff McGuelan stage, uh, the, the the reason why I love that stage so much is because of, mainly because of the music. When they took something from the past and they gave it a facelift, there is a level in Mario Galaxy. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay with my, uh, with Mario Galaxy one, where they took uh the they took a level. I want to say the, uh, the 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 castle painting, the one with uh, the one that has the the uh, the thwomp boss on it, mm-hmm. and they basically remade that into a with Wii graphics. They they did a little remix for the music, all that, and the m- moment getting to that level. I think it's even like a secret. It's like an extra level you open up. That nostalgia of wow, you guys have taken that level and like made it one to one, damn near with. But but you made it like a, the Wii version. You made the Galaxy version. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. I love <laughs> shit like that, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, my next one, a little obscure. This one came to me by sheer chance. Uh, I think I was browsing through my one of our lists where I had ActRaiser on it, and I thought about ActRaiser two, and I said, "Oh, I need to put that. I need to put that. I need to put that." Uh, I did not care for ActRaiser two at all. About to have kind of the same story as Chris's earlier. I do not like ActRaiser two, but just out of sheer principle and out of the, the platforming itself, I actually made it all the way through ActRaiser two. Uh, I try to give ActRaiser two its just deserves, considering I loved ActRaiser one so much. But honestly, the design choice of removing the overhead God World aspect and it just being a platformer rubbed me so wrong. If you can get past that, the platforming in it and the action in it is is pretty good. The the enemies and uh, particularly the boss designs, the artwork involved, pretty good, pretty good. I can see where they were going. I just really wish they had not made that decision to just completely take out the the overhead uh, god campaign shit. That being said, I did beat this game once, and I remember the final boss being exceptionally cool. Not only for the boss, the uh, the design, the 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 mechanics in it are so so. I mean, they're whatever for a final boss, but I remember the design. And I remember it blowing my mind because I compared it to the final boss design in the original Act Razor. 
two completely different designs. I think the actors are two. It was a green dragon type boss, but the mm-hmm. way that the sprite artwork design was made, it was so fucking cool. I was like, this is, this is the yeah. They, if 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 it, this game would have been Actors of One, it would have been better. It would have been so much better. Um, but I never went back to it. And I don't think I ever would because, again, I've, I've gone back through ActRaiser as easy and old as it is. I've been through ActRaiser 1 like five, six times. But I've only been through two. I just didn't care for it. Just all the changes and the removal of that thing rubbed me just, ugh, just rubbed me the wrong way. But getting to the boss and fighting it and being like, oh, man, this is a fucking wicked, this is wicked, this is awesome. I do remember that being pretty cool. So how's about you? All right. <clears throat> So my big one, um, and I think this is one that a lot of people can relate to, No Man's Sky. Oh, really? Overall, I've talked about this game before. I went back and tried it after they patched it, and it is better, but it still has issues overall. But loading up the game, the first world that you start on, Going around exploring um, that moment, you're on a completely unexplored planet. You're just in the middle of nowhere. It's like, all right, now I'm going to gather resources and explore. And you see all these things, the world as a whole, the uh, landscape. Depending on your start, you may or may not see interesting animals, which is, again, another flaw of the game um, because of how it's generated. Uh, But that experience of this is a new world. it was a very uh, pleasant experience. If only the rest of the game had been that, you yeah, know, had, had been that yeah. good. It if quickly loses it. that luster. <laughs> yeah, um, which is very unfortunate. I, it's such a victim of the hype. If it hadn't been hyped up like it was, then I think it would have been okay. Yeah, but the way it was hyped up to be this revolutionary game, um, <clears throat> and then I go and before even comes out. I'm playing like $5 games on Steam that are pretty much more fun than it ends up being at 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah. Uh, And I knew it was a mistake buying it at full price still, but I was just, and I didn't buy it day one. It was like two weeks later, I was like, I, and I'd heard it was bad, but I was like, I've got to check this out for myself. Mm -hmm. It's not a good decision, but um, it had that spark. The spark was there. It's Zen Catch. There are so many games that I I can't think of right now. I don't have I don't have a mental list, but there are so many games that I, I treat them kind of like movies that people say are so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not that I want to check them out to be a contrarian. I want to check them out because I want to know my opinion. Yeah. That way, I don't feel like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon of mm-hmm. something being so bad. Uh, no Man's Sky is a prime example for me. I'm, <clears throat> I'd like to play that someday just to get my own opinion of it. From what I can see from the gameplay footage that I've watched, from the numerous amount of reviews and basically let down, heartbroken people I, that I've come in contact with talking about this game, I gather that is a very mediocre to subpar game. Mm-hmm. But I can't, you know, I can't spit out why I think it is in my experience because I haven't played it yet. And I treat that's the same I treat movies the same way. Like I'd like to get just to have my 
version of it. I feel I feel better about myself when I can say, yeah, that mo- <laughs> yeah, that movie is bad, and here's why. Oh well, actually, I didn't really care about that part, but these two things I just didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. So, my second to last, since I know that I'm pretty sure that was your last one. Yeah. Um, I actually lied. I do have a I do have one I snuck in here at the end, but I'm gonna say that okay. the last one. <laughs> this one, this one, uh, I've had several discussions with Adam about this one because he is not a fan of Final Fantasy VIII, and uh, for the most part, neither am I. I haven't played Final Fantasy VIII all the way through since since high school. Again, it's been a while. I think in my in lifetime, I've went through that game twice actually, but be damned if I could tell you much about it. Uh, I know that there was conflict between Squall and Cypher. The whole Laguna shit getting introduced really threw me for a loop. I was like, what? Okay. And I'm, I know it all has an intricate story. I think I read a plot summary a few years ago just to recall what all happened. But uh, the game as a whole, despite it being what you would think on paper sounds cool as shit, is just very mediocre for me. Uh, I haven't played it in a later in my later like my 30s or whatever so I can't I can't really tell you. I just remember mm-hmm. as of right now just trying to recall what I can. I can recall many moments from Final Fantasy 7, especially a shit tone from 6, but 8 it just just went right over me. Went right through me, I guess you'd say. However, all that being said, the Ragnarok that airship that can turn into a basically a fucking dragon and that cutscene where it actually uses its arms to pull itself through something or up over something. Oh man. That is a fucking cool airship design. I have always loved that design. I've I, I need I, I should just go to YouTube and just download that fucking cutscene so I can <laughs> have it and remember it. But <clears throat> excuse me. I remember that reveal of it being not just an airship being like a fucking dragon it was basically a fucking transformer it was a power rangers fucking dragon zord almost mm-hmm. and seeing it transform and to be able to functionally actually use its claws to do stuff i thought that shit was so cool that unfortunately is my i mean i mean if if i'm trying to save some graces from 8 the intro video to 8 was very good yeah the the music track the uh, the way it was laid out kind of like a movie trailer or movie intro and it's got its good points I guess um, the last one I'm gonna sneak in real quick this is gonna blow a lot of people's minds because I've talked about this game ad nauseum I mentioned a game earlier Final Fantasy 13 that I have not finished I quit it I'm pretty sure very 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 late in the game the only equal to that in my life has been the Legend of the Dragoon. I played that game all the way to the last boss, and not out of difficulty, just out of, I just don't fucking care about this game. I quit that game. The cool moment that I remember from this game is none at all. There were no cool moments in this game. This game was fucking garbage. It sucked. (laughs) So, if you were hoping to have me save some grace from Legend of Dragoon, you're fucking mistaken. That game was garbage. Fuck you, Legend of Dragoon, for letting me down. You 70-hour waste of my time. You know, I played that entire game and beat it, and I don't remember anything about it. That's Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of games in my life that unfortunately have been that way where they just have not been memorable. But, but I, I also... Playing, go ahead. 
That's also the same boat as uh, Final Fantasy XII for me. So. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh that one stings. That one's right there. Oh. That's gonna do it for us tonight, folks. Uh, what were what were some moments uh, games that you thought were bad or you didn't like or even mediocre, whatever? That what gems could you pull from? What diamonds from the rough could you pull from those games? Uh, have you seen Infinity War? I will say that uh, we <laughs> believe it or not, nobody has taken advantage of this option yet. But on the SoundCloud page of our podcast, all of our content. Uh, it does have the option to leave comments. So if for whatever reason you feel so inclined to leave comments on uh, Infinity War, I'm cool with that. But please, either try to keep them spoiler-free or use some type of spoiler warning. There's several ways to do it. You know, you can put a bunch of fucking dots all the way down, like 10 spaces, so people have to scroll for it. Or just put spoiler warning, whatever. Just try to be cool. You know, don't don't be a dick. Don't ruin people's fun. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, Diamonds in the Rough stuff, you want to talk about Infinity War, you want to talk about D&D, talk about God of War, anything, or anything in general, any other gaming or movie topic you'd like to discuss, uh, we'd love to hear from you. There's many ways you can get a hold of us. You can find our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for End of Time Cast. It'll take you straight to us. We have an email at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. should take you right to our email. We still have a Twitter page. You can twit us. Still haven't been twiddled yet. We're going to get twiddled someday. <laughs> I actually sent a tweet to... Oh, good Lord. I feel so bad now. I've forgotten his name. He was one of the lead designers for God of War. And I just I was like, hey, man, you should check out this podcast episode where we totally gush. We'd love to... <laughs> We'd love to, you know, have you on or maybe, you know, you can send us some questions or a thank you or whatever. We'd love to hear from you as well. But, of course, nobody pays attention to us. Not yet, anyway. But that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Till next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs>